Leupold Optics has been providing my binoculars and eyewear for the last few years. I like that it's an Oregon company and they make such high quality glass. That's all I've really used. And if you can't find what you're hunting, it's going to be tough to kill. So Leupold Optics has really played an integral part in my success these last few years. Thank you, Leupold, for supporting the podcast. One of the favorite packages that I get on a monthly basis is the Black Rifle Coffee Club exclusive coffee roast. The only way you can get it is if you subscribe to the coffee club. This month's coffee is a dark roast called Midnight Rider. This elusive roast delivers a fruity aroma, bright acidity, and tastes notes of berry, cane sugar, and melon. Black Rifle Coffee is America's coffee. As it's veteran-owned and operated, they support hunting and conservation and give back immensely to the veteran community. They are offering followers of the podcast 20% off on your first purchase to the coffee club or order on their site using code KEEPHAMMERING to get America's coffee today. Every step I take, I move my truth. Every time they tell me stop, I use. Every comment, hate that makes my feel. Gather up my energy and boom. I hear them talking, saying the way that I move is so reckless. That is a part of my mind I've been blessed with. Giving my blood so I am relentless. Welcome to the Keep Hammering Collective. I'm here with John and Jen Rivet and this is awesome. We're so excited Finally. to be here. Finally. Finally. When you're in Finally. bear camp and you're like, when are you guys going to Oregon again? Like, I don't know. Do you want to come do a podcast? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, by the way, also, could you do a little cooking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it worked out perfect, though. And it was like not a little cooking. I mean, you guys. It just got done. Just got done just this morning, the lift, run, shoot weekend. And Jen prepared with, I mean, with help from you yeah. and your daughter, a little um, bit from me, mostly from Julia. <laughs> well, you had to go public relations. You had, yeah, and run errands. You had to go get yes. supplies. I Here's did the my grocery store runs. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. Yeah, the grocery store runs hard, especially when that's not your forte. Yeah, yeah, and you're trying to hurry. Yeah, and it's look a for store stuff. you don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so we had the lift run shoot weekend. It's just finished today, and Jen prepared all the meal, all the meals for each day. Uh, just incredible food too. I can't believe. <laughs> How wasn't much that work a, that is. Wasn't it a good crowd? Oh. Like you just never know who you're going to get, right? But this was an amazing crowd. They were yeah. all beasts. They were all tough. They were. I, and, and I've never done anything like this. This was like a kind of a VIP type thing. So it was actually quite a lot of money to do, to yeah. participate. Yeah. And I think that probably made a difference because if, you, if you're going to spend that much money, you're going to have, I mean, you're going to want to be you're gonna here. You're going to be serious about what you're doing. You're going to be serious. Yeah. You care. Yeah, you're not yeah. going around the corner smoking cigarettes and no. having yeah. a beer. <laughs> no, no. And it's uh, every person. I didn't hear. So we started Friday, Saturday, today, Sunday. I didn't hear one negative word no. mm-hmm. for three days. Yeah. Nothing. When I saw their workout, it's like, holy man. <laughs> it was hard. Eric those, and Nick were trying to kill them. <laughs> those oh, yeah. guys were, they were hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a challenging yeah. workout. I think my comment was, is they paid mm-hmm. to come here to get tortured. They paid oh, to hurt. I'm like, yeah. I love you, but I don't know if I'd do that much. That was and intense. Ran 10K on the mountain yeah. today. I know. Yeah. I'm the, I have, you know, some guys that stand out. Everybody is like just great people, but the, the guy from Australia, yeah, he's so hilarious. Then uh, there's another guy from San Francisco, just like yep. smiling nonstop the yep. whole time. But everybody just so positive, um, supportive. You know, listening to what people said, appreciating the the meals. Yeah, 
just enjoying such a cool event though to have access to your people i mean oh, to have man. wayne and his guys on mm -hmm. the bows and yes your trainers like everything you do they mm -hmm. got to experience it right exactly then the mountain what today cool thing yeah and shooting at wayne's and like yeah. the bow rack and yeah yeah i mean i kept out quizzing people because i you know i'm i want people to be happy but if something was we could do better yeah. i want to know that too so i was like you know any how does it have you ever been anything like this how does it compare I never heard anything, yeah. anything that yeah. they were disappointed in or was hoping it was this way and it was this way. Yeah. I don't know. How was yeah. it to do the classes four times over for different groups just to try to repeat yourself or I did. Or I, you didn't probably. Mine were all new. <laughs> <laughs> it was like everybody got a new one. Wayne's like, did I tell, did I tell this group or did I tell that last group? But yeah. I watched some of his and it was really good, man. I, I learned I, a lot. I'd, I'd sit in for a little bit really? while the Traegers were rolling and between yeah. filling pellets and I was, I learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being selfish, I didn't get to hear what they said. Yeah. You know, like I would have liked to hear what Easton said and what Hoyt said yeah. and what Wayne said and what yeah. Gohan said. Um, so I missed out, yeah. but, uh, cool yeah. to have some of the best from all these fields. Yes. All at one place. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole goal. But, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, Wayne is so passionate about what he does. He, he is. He's such he a hard worker. So yeah. That's I mean, awesome. I love it. Always. <laughs> And uh, to see this type of excitement for archery in yep. this community is, uh, you know, there's pictures over there of us, you know, 30 years ago, yep. more than 30 years ago. And you never think that it ever mm -hmm. turn into something like this. Yeah. So, no offense to any, any other bow shop, but the first thing he does when we get there with our bows, no matter who set him up, he cuts everything off. He just starts over <laughs> yeah. from scratch yeah. right yeah. from the beginning and gets it all right. And man, the bow shoots so good after that. It's yeah. incredible. My group tightens up. Mm -hmm. It's so smooth. Yeah. And he's just like the way he can talk to people. Now they've been seated on the show, but he's just such a good teacher. Yeah. He's such a good teacher. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's got his ways that he likes to do it. Yeah. But if you've got your own little quirk or something like Jen, there's a certain way she has to do it because mm -hmm. of her injuries and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what? That works for you. Keep doing it that yeah. way. Like, yeah. don't change to what I wanted you to do. That works for you. Just keep doing it. Well, he's changed then because yeah. <laughs> he used to tell me, like, because I always put my thumb behind my neck. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's just like what yeah. I've done since I was a kid. Yeah. And for years, he was trying to get me to, yeah. to change my grip and do this. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, dude. I'm not going to change. Yeah. So can we, let's, can we just skip to the next part? Yeah. The first time we came down when he set up my first bow and, uh, I was shooting there at the shop and he's like, you know, teaching me how to, cause I didn't know. I mean, yeah. it was kind of like you watch a little bit, but mm -hmm. I had just started archery and he's like, well, you got to hold like this, draw like this and do all the steps. And I was like, I do my same little, I yeah. kind of curve my hand around. Yeah. And I, he's like, why do you do that? I'm like, well, I have an earring. Well, you mm -hmm. don't need to wear an earring when you're hunting. I'm like, I realize that, but sometimes you do. <laughs> right. And then how come this? Well, I always have a ball cap mm -hmm. and I always have glass, like I wear yeah. glasses now. So it's kind of that tweaking on how you're comfortable and somewhere's where I can remember where to get it. And he tried getting me to change it and my arrows would go all over and I'd tweak it a little bit and try to go back to it. And then he's like, I'd do it a couple and I was grouping pretty decent if I remember right, mm -hmm. which was pretty remarkable at the time. And he's like, okay, I guess we'll just leave it. It's working. We we should just leave it. And so we're still at the same spot. Yeah. Like well, seven years later. You were shooting good today, grouping good. Your form looks great hmm. for not having shot for quite Since a while. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. I mean, I'm glad you guys got a chance to break away and do, do something fun because you've been working yeah. so hard. We just took like half an hour after <laughs> we were cleaning up. Then we sat down and visited with everybody for a little bit because we didn't have much of a chance. 
And then he went and walked by with his bow, and I was like, oh, mm. I better go shoot it. It's Ethan, been a while. Ethan was out there shooting, too, and he said he'd be ready for you next year. He's, <laughs> he's going to beat you next year. As he's, you get older, he says you'll... He'll, he's a better shot than me. That's all there is yeah. to it. He's I mean, a good shooter. Yeah, I mean, he's full scholarship yeah. archery. Yeah, four-year scholarship for archery. Yeah. Wow. He's better. It's just like sometimes, you know, so we think about it for a few days, and then there's all this pressure, yeah. and then people are around. Yeah. And so it's, he shot, he was telling me he shot in front of 2,000 people for wow. like a gold medal in some tournament yeah. and uh, won. So, I mean, he can do it, but it's still... It's still different, yeah. you know, and shooting at a 3D elk instead of, they probably usually shoot paper targets, yeah. you know, and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I love, I'm, you know, people would say I'm too competitive. I love competition. It's so fun. It, yeah, it when we good. shot the other night, that was cool. And he's such a good kid too, yeah. but it's not, not just him, it's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But it's different when you're shooting around your peers or people that, you know, you've learned stuff from, or mm -hmm. like even with Wayne, how he teaches and stuff. And then watching you, it's just different. It's a different atmosphere than when yeah. you're just shooting at home in your backyard and nobody can critique right. every little screw up that you do. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, you can just go out there. That's kind of my favorite. You guys are in bear camp. You're always competing against yeah. each other, you and Kip and whoever else is there. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so I, I want to back up real quick and just, you know, introduce you guys. You guys are outfitters in Alberta. Yep. I started hunting with you in 2013, but yep. you guys and people who have watched, um, Bush dragons, the latest bear hunting film, yep. the rivets, that's where we're at. And, uh, you guys have been doing it for decades. So yep. explain the, explain where you started and where you're at now. Well, I'm going to be 54 next month at the end of August. You're old. And I'm, I'm, getting there. I'm catching up to you. <laughs> and I started guiding when I was, when I was 18. You got to be 18 to hold a guy's license in Alberta. So as soon as I turned 18, boom, got that license. Back then it was tough too. You had to write a test and the test covered everything, covered horseback, like mm. even something you weren't going to be doing. You had to pass that too. So, so this year, this fall so this will, will be, be 36 years. 36 Whoa. years. Yep. 36 We're telling years. Uh, Rihanna and, and Logan that and they're like, that's how old we are. I know. <laughs> I, know. I started guiding when you were born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that incredible? We used to always be the youngest people in the group, and now we're a lot of times we're the oldest, except around you or Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, yeah, right? It does. That's yeah. That's a well. But we get better when we get older too. Yeah. We get a little more. We get wiser. You get more wisdom. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I yeah. may my body's older, but hopefully I've yeah. matured. And that's, yeah. And. So how, as we far as... We don't care as, so much about little things anymore. No. Right? The little no. things like, screw it, who cares? Yeah. Exactly. No. So after I met him, when I was younger, I hunted a, a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. Basically with my stepdad, it wasn't so much girls really hunted. I could go hunt chickens and stuff like that, did lots of fishing. But I spent a lot of time on the farm with my grandpa, which was, a, he had a dairy farm. Plus mm -hmm. we did trapping, logging, all that stuff. So everything that a little girl's not supposed to do, I got to do with my grandpa. So shoot guns, drive tractors four wheels, whatever, DC, I don't know, it was a four or something like that, big cats, all that different stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of where I got a little bit of my background, but I've always been outdoors. Mm -hmm. We went on a holiday, it was camping and fishing. We yeah. never went to no big malls. We never went to Disneyland, none of that. It right. was always, I had to play hockey too, which your dad said you Yeah, couldn't. he wouldn't let me. He said they didn't have cups for girls yet. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I think I saw it. But anyways, yeah. and then after I met him, started hunting more big, well, I started hunting big game. Mm -hmm. So let me think. 30, shit, I'm going to When I met her, I hit too. the jackpot. I knew it too. Like I drove by, we had moved up where she lives, where we We don't have now. to talk about that stuff. That's, oh yeah. <laughs> that's forever ago. I seen her standing in the front yard. It's up in the bush country. Like there's. Was it slow motion? Like, like hair blowing in the wind? I just knew that was her. Yeah. Yeah. And then I found out she could, she could 
flesh of hide. She could skin a deer. It's like, yeah, that's the one for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and she I was mean, hot too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Still pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, long we time could, ago. We, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, um, yeah, maybe it's not hot. Maybe it's a distinguished or wait, be- beauty, just beauty. beautiful, yeah. natural yeah. beauty. How yeah. about that? That's rugged. That's sounds. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds respectful. Yeah. Not, not rugged. Yeah. We're, we're rugged. Uh, Guys I'm, can be rugged. I'm thinking, oh, what do you wear when you go here and there? I'm like, ah, trying a bunch of stuff. And I was telling Lisa, I'm like, ball cap, T-shirt, sneakers. <laughs> this is 99% of my life. But It's so much fun now that the kids are all grown up. And I mean, when the kids were little, Jen was home raising them. She yeah. wasn't going to let somebody else raise her kids. Yeah. So well, I was I, guiding by myself then. It sucked to be alone for a month or two or three without her and the kids yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. I'd get home sometimes. The kids didn't recognize me. They're like. Mm-hmm. So yeah. probably about 32-ish years ago, mm-hmm. I got my guide's license and started doing that. But I never started guiding because we started family. I mean, when the youngest one got older, I'd go out a little bit and I'd do cooking and guide a little bit. But it was kind of like my kids were first. That was my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's then as they got that. older, then of course I jumped into it more. I mean, they're self-sufficient teenagers. Mm-hmm. I think that was scary. <laughs> um, and then the turning point was, is as they all got older and old enough to guide and work with us, mm-hmm. they all started working with yeah, us. So, so it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And now you're still out there working on the bears, yeah. mm-hmm. still cooking, yeah. but you're, I mean, you're one of the first ones out there to start skinning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love skinning. It's nice with Julia doing a lot of the cooking now. Jen can yeah. be, I mean, she's always, she used to do it all. She did the guiding and the cooking and skinning. And, that used to be tough, especially for moose hunts. You'd be up at like four o'clock in the morning. I'd get up, make breakfast, breakfast, make lunches, get all the gear together. Then you head out and you guide until like lunchtime. Then you come back, make lunch. Then you're out. And it was just like, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. I love skinning a bear with her. But it was and you, fun. Like, yeah, the three of us together, or yeah. when you and I and Roy skinned grizzly yeah. bear and so, yeah. black, goes, a couple of grizzlies. Goes fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a few people that know what they're doing. It's fast and it's nice. But it's a different thing when you're skinning, mm-hmm. like that animal that you harvested. Yeah, I mean, it's there. You're skinning it. You're talking about the hunt. You're there's, talking yeah, there's about so much camaraderie when yeah. we're skinning an animal. Like, well, yeah, with you, we got to have some music on. We got to yeah. have some Luke Bryan or something. No, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. but when you're out in the field, I mean, you're whispering a little bit, talking about what's happening. Yeah. But it's like, at least when you're skinning and butchering stuff down, it's like you can talk about everything mm-hmm. and you can catch up on right. everything. Yep. It's kind of that. Um, I don't know. It's more than camaraderie. It, it's like fellowship. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're taking off chunks of meat. You're taking off yeah. back straps and quarters. Yeah, just, and the, just the act of what we're doing is powerful. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's an animal yeah. that we killed on the hunt yeah. and now we're taking care of. So just that elevates yeah. anything else we're doing to a higher level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so then if the conversation just feels a little richer, a yeah. little more meaningful yeah. because of what we're all working yeah. on. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Takes you back to your roots, your yeah. traditions, your mm-hmm. like where you come from. Cool I too mean, when you're using knives from people you know, you know, yeah. Montana knives and things like that. You're yeah. using yeah. So everything fits in so good. There's a there's a couple, you know, thinking of that. There's a couple times when we had Rogan up there the first time. Remember, there's I can't remember who took the picture, but Joe we had Rogan hunted bears. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but remember when he was skinning out the, the, you know, we were skinning out the bear right by the other house there yeah. in Swan Hills. Yeah, yeah, and so that picture's there yeah. and. That was a memorable time, but then also um, me, you, and Roy yeah. having Luke in the middle of nowhere, Alaska, having Luke Bryan playing yeah. on the phone while yeah. we're skinning out a yeah. big brown bear. It's like that's like that once yeah. once in a lifetime. I'm glad you took me to Alaska. I got to meet Roy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad you got to go too. Um, so, in your shirt, tell me about your shirt. I like that. Arise, kill, eat, and then Acts ten thirteen. Yep. Do you know what what 
do you know exactly what I that do. one is? It's, it's uh, they're talking about what was kosher to eat and what was you know, mm. allowed to eat in the Jewish culture and stuff. And and at this point, they're like, just Peter. They was talking to Peter, and mm-hmm. it's like, Peter, arise, kill, and eat. Like, just go eat something. Yeah. Right. It's not. But it's, it's really fitting out there that you can eat. Yeah, it's really fitting. I mean, that's what you do, right? If yeah. if look back in history, you couldn't go to Costco or department stores. Mm-hmm. Like, if you didn't get up, yeah. Go do it. Go hunt it and yeah. get something you weren't eating. Yeah, that's just a fact. Right. Unless yeah. you had, you know, some rich king or something that had his little. Yeah, we're here because our ancestors hunted. Yeah. 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 No, I like that. Yeah. It's and our good. ancestors both yeah. like. I mean, that's tradition on both sides. So the trapping, people that hunting. Used to message us and like, you guys are going to go to hell because you're killing bears. Like, yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> no I'm pretty <laughs> sure the opposite. Yeah. Going, to eat, going to kill and eat. Yeah. The, and I do like that you got the arise, kill, eat into the bare skull because yeah. so many people like that comment might suggest, but so many people don't even think about eating bear yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's got such a bad rap over time. And then I, I, I don't know who was saying it. Maybe Kip, Kip comes up with a lot of, a lot of facts or history or pseudo facts, but he said that like, I think the settlers out here would kill deer for hides yeah. and bear for meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the way it, changed and then bear were like supposed to not be good meat for yeah. some reason i think it had something to do with winnie the pooh yeah winnie the because pooh it might be like with all that organization i hate saying the name of it but it mm-hmm. all became where animals were cartooned and they were like friendly and they had personalities and they had mummies and daddies and right you know it was one great big happy kosher family that everybody got along in the woods mm-hmm. it's all a lie it's all a lie. So when you saw Winnie the Pooh, oh, he's so cute. You can't hurt him. Well, he's on the earth, so we can yeah. use him however you're going to, you know, eat off of it or whatever, whether it's a deer, elk, whatever. When it comes to in Canada with outfitting, with people not eating bear, I think it just came down to some lazy outfitters, honestly. Yeah. They didn't want to deal with it, didn't want to mess with it. They just wanted to skin it and yeah. Yeah. discard you, it. And you, it's and definitely a lot yeah. less work. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot less work, yeah. but yeah. it's like, are you okay? Yeah. And so to... I think to justify that you're being quote lazy, mm-hmm. you have to say that the meat's not good. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So, so I think that's yeah. how in our camp, Jen cooks it on Friday nights at bear camp. So mm-hmm. it's our land and lakes deal where she yeah. makes walleye usually and bear ham, bear smoke bear ham, bear backstrap into a stir, stir fry, fry. gets everybody hooked on bear. And like, this is bear. We're taking it all home. Yeah. Right. Like hold that bear. We're taking it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause there's a fallacy. Cause they'd say, well, it's an omnivore, right? The bear eats pretty much everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like a vacuum cleaner wherever he goes. And they say, well, he can p- carry parasites. Well, that's true. But so can pigs. domestic pigs, chickens, all yeah. of that. There's a lot of parasites there. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, well you don't have to eat it. And like in the regulations in Alberta, you do not have to keep, Keep the meat of, spoil, of a black uh, bear. Cougar and black bear, you can Because spoil. they can carry those parasites. Yeah. But I mean, for the amount of... But you it. wouldn't eat chicken rare and you wouldn't eat pork rare? No. no. It's no different. Same yeah. thing. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, I really love how we've, you know, over this time, well, you guys have probably always, but since 2013, that's been like, sometimes we talk about it more than other times, but it's always been like eating bear is always a thing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Originally... I remember up there, we had a good, pretty good group in the tent up there. And, you know, we we're talking about bear stir fry and how good it was. And, yeah. and it was just an, one example of an incredible meal you make with bear meat. And that bear stir fry was just kind of a yeah. conversation piece. But Now that we've showed people that it's delicious to eat, we have more hunters because of it that come hunt with us. Mm-hmm. We used to have guys came for moose, they came for deer. They're like, man, I'd love to go shoot a bear with you, but I won't eat it. So I don't, I'm not going to shoot something I don't eat. So... By showing them that it's delicious to eat, we have more hunters because of it. 
I mean, it's a dark, super dark, rich, so rich, rich meat. Mm-hmm. And every, like, this is one of my pet peeves because we get people come up and they're like, they look at the bear or they think they know what a bear is going to be like. And like, oh, it's just like a hog, just like pig, just like that. The meat is exactly the same. I'm like, <laughs> and they try to sound knowledgeable. Yeah. And it's like, well, I guess you've never it's skinned really, out a bear, looked at the pig. meat. The meat is very different. I mean, the coloration is different. You can cut it the same, of course, but even mm-hmm. it cooks totally different. Mm-hmm. The grain that is like in a lot of it, especially an old bear that we want to take out a mature one, the grain of the meat is like, a lot denser. It's kind of like moose almost. Yeah. What do you compare it compare it to the most now for meat? Like now that you've cooked a lot of briskets. Okay. So yesterday we had brisket for dinner and I was telling guys as they went by, I'm like that coarse grain of the the tissue or the the fibers of the meat. That's Mm. what I, most of the bear is. Of course there's some tenderer pieces. Is that a right word? But it's, it's that coarse grain. It's a thick, heavy grain. Mm -hmm. So you got to cook it properly. It'd be just like cooking. I mean, anything else You, you have to know a technique in order to make it chewable and tasty i bet but when you do maybe because it's it's so rich it the taste is amazing yeah. when, you, mm-hmm. when you know what you're doing yeah. to prepare it it yeah. can be just you know the best meat you've ever had in yeah. some instances mm-hmm. it's funny because especially bear i find that it, it is richer because when you eat it you it you tell people you feel better when you eat wild game and they're like ah yeah. oh, it's all in your head yeah. Yeah. but it's so absolute true. truth yeah. like pretty much since we've been together 95, 90 to 95% of our diet is always wild game mm-hmm. or fresh caught fish. Yeah. We go catch walleye or whatever, yeah. grouse, elk, deer, moose, whatever we can uh, get. And I mean, we buy some chicken, but I mean, other than that, like when I eat beef now, mm-hmm. I don't eat a lot of it because it's really super fatty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Definitely. eating brisket, it was like, oh, this is yeah. this is a different ball game for we're me. We're so used to lean meat. Like yeah. if we're going to the UFC with you and Joe or something and eating steaks after a 22 yeah. ounce ribeye or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You really got to pace yourself. It's definitely different. It's different because the fat mm-hmm. content for me anyways. So if I eat it too late, then it's like, whoa, this is, this is intense. But wild game, you can eat an elk steak at midnight and yeah. you feel great the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was interested. I mean, this journey you've been on as an outfitters and, you know, obviously raising a family. Um, how, how has it been to, get where you're at now because where you're at now it feels like to me i, I don't want to say everybody knows you but it feels like everybody knows you mm-hmm. you know and knows of you and yeah, knows I of feel the, like in the bear world we're, yeah we're known well like if yeah. you want to go somewhere and succeed on bears come to our place yeah that's that how does that feel feels good feels good it's it's we work hard at it like we don't just do it half-assed mm-hmm. we do it well, full, everything you do, you're, yeah, you're, full yeah. Speed. I mean, we're baiting as many baits as we can run. We'll go through 120,000 pounds of bait every year. You could do it easier and less work, yeah, but you wouldn't have the success that we have. Yeah, but right. you're supposed to go all in. Like Integris, this is your livelihood. This is what you represent. Like, I mean, it's more than just, and I mean, not just the hunt, just everything that we do in camp. I like it to be more, if I can call it more of a family style. Like, we're not big on, you know, and we haven't been for years, is like all of the Anybody that's a big drinker or, you know, really loud mouth or really vulgar, all of that stuff. It's just like it kind of takes away from the novelty of camp. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really like that where it's just close knit. You can go and you can, you know, get to know people. And that's why we do it. The, well, I've kind of pushed for that over the years. It's just like I, I want to get to know these people that are coming in. Yeah. Like I just you're having a stranger in your home. Right. So it's kind of like you want to get to know this 
person a little bit, see what they're about. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's great because between friends of friends, between you, between different trade shows and stuff, usually there's somebody in the circle that, hey, I know this guy or this guy's great or I mm-hmm. hunted with him or, right. you know, my outfitter had him a couple of years ago. So that's fantastic. It's so different now than like when I was a kid, I remember being around lodges and outfitters around my dad and stuff. And the, the hunters that were coming from other countries, they were coming and they were drinking a lot. I mean, that's, they were partying. It was pretty drinking. rough. And it's a different crowd now. Like yeah. it's, it's more, especially being around you is that, yeah. that fit crowd that's mm-hmm. keeping healthy and exercising and taking care of their body, taking care of their temple. Yeah. yeah. So we don't get that much drinking anymore. It's pretty rare. Yeah. That's uh so, I mean, I would think just in general, if you guys wanted to, which a lot of outfit is a hard way to make a living, but I could see a lot of outfitters going, God, I could have, double the hunters in mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and make double the money, Yeah, you know, because you have so access to so many baits, mm-hmm. but as, as you've learned over the years, sometimes the camera doesn't work or whatever. Sometimes yeah. a, a bear moves through and, and doesn't come back yeah. sometimes different things. So you have yeah. to have a large inventory yeah. of baits and do. hunt just the best ones. Yeah. Whereas many outfitters would just be like, put somebody, somebody every, yeah. bait. every bait yeah. Yeah. and they're yeah. making whatever thousands That's, of dollars. I've heard of guys, guys that have hunted with us that have been elsewhere before, which is great because if they've gone somewhere else and then they come with us, they know the difference. Yeah. They've been out East where it, they're, they're put on a school bus and they're dropped off 20, 30 guys every mile. They're dropping somebody with off at each bait. five no gallon bucket there. of bait and they yeah. sit there. And there might only be one bear there and, and the guy goes back to the outfitter that night and didn't shoot. And he says, I saw one. The guy says, well, that was your bear. Yeah. You should have shot him. Yeah. Yeah. But there's <laughs> a thing, right? Four foot. Quality, not quantity. Cause we used yeah. to do quantity mm-hmm. and I guess financially wise, yeah, it would probably be smarter to a bit more, but the quality is like when you have a, a smaller group, you can connect more. You can actually work with them. Like we had uh, Caleb up last, uh, no last spring. Yeah. Um, Caleb Brewer. Yeah. So he, calls him bionic yeah, bionic legs. He, yeah. yeah. And it was just cool to see him like climbing up the stand for the first time and navigating like the places that that guy walked with, is crazy. With both prosthetic legs, yeah. he climbed the 15 foot ladder stand and went to the top by himself. Wow. And it would be like, and that was a busy week because we had eight, eight, eight people in from Black Rifle, which was awesome. But, it, you know, if you had 20 people in, you can't connect. Oh, man. You can't meet everybody. Like it's, you remember their names, hopefully, but it's like, I, I want to interact. We want to, you know, know the people that are coming and kind of establish like, hey. And you're more stressed out because yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. you have everybody wants to kill a bear and yeah. they're always, it, to me, it's always like if somebody does kill one or see one and the other guy doesn't then the other guy thinks oh you put him on yeah. a better spot yeah. or i'm in a shit oh, yeah. spot or yeah you know so you, it's kind of stressful i would think mm-hmm. with that many people yeah. everybody has all these big dreams about all they want to do is kill yeah you know well that's when it's nice when you have like a group like when you and kip come up we have you know your group together or like the black rifle guys and gal amanda came up and it was great because they all kind of knew each other and they're all like cheering for each other and as soon as somebody got a bear there was like everybody was like oh i'll go help i'll go help recover or drag out and skin and process and whatever mm-hmm. it's not like well oh he got a bear and you know that little attitude which years ago we had because they weren't all of the same group so it's nice right. to have like just a group of people yeah. it's nice we're going to keep yeah. it to four to eight people per week yeah mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's fun when there's eight because there's somebody killing every yeah. night there's yeah. something happening there's action right? right we're all getting into it skinning and talking about the hunt and the guy's first bear or something and he's telling yeah. stories and he's so excited it's, yeah it's fun it's oh, fun yeah. every night to get back and see who got something and tell the yeah. stories. The yeah. stories are, are pretty cool. I know. Yeah. I know. And everybody has like, 
oh, this bear was this close to me, or this bear yeah. did this, or did that, or yeah. ran up the tree, or yeah. oh yeah, everybody loves yeah loves being close to bear, and that's what to me that's what sets apart your outfit from a lot of others. I've hunted with a lot of others, but um, I talk to a lot of guys who have. I'm excited to announce a partnership with Ice Barrel Cold Plunges. You guys know that I make it a daily ritual to jump into the ice bath before a long run just to get my head right. Just a little bump. And Ice Barrel has provided a cost-effective solution for your cold plunge needs. Ice baths are one of the fastest ways I reset my body because it releases all the endorphins in the most natural way. I like to suffer, and I can tell you, once you start using an Ice Barrel cold plunge, you'll like the cold-induced suffer as well. Cold therapy reduces inflammation and pain by constricting blood flow to muscles. By temporarily reducing nerve activity, cold therapy reduces swelling and muscle spasms. Get yours at icebarrel.com and use code CAM for $125 off. Hey guys, you want to be as smart as famed neuroscientist Andrew Huberman, PhD at Stanford? Well, sadly, that's probably not going to happen. But I did find something that can help and that's HVMN Ketone IQ. I actually downed one right before reading this, so if I sound decent, it's probably why. Because I'm not sure if you guys realize how much brain power podcasting takes, but whatever I can take that will at least make me sound smarter, I'm in. Ketone IQ is a clean energy boost without sugar or caffeine. Ketone IQ increases your blood ketones. I'm not on a keto diet, but by taking Ketone IQ, I can achieve the desired focus and energy for explosive workouts that ketones typically provide to those in ketosis. You can find Ketone IQ at your local Sprouts or online at hvmn.com. Use code CAM, C-A-M, for 20% off your first order. Mountain Ops offers the best supplements on the market and functional gear for athletes and hunters. Their Battleground Merino garments are some of the best I have found. I've chosen to support a company that supports the community. A portion of every sale on Mountain Ops website, www.mountainops.com, goes to help feed a family in need. Use my code KEEPHAMMERING for 20% off your first purchase and also receive free shipping. You know, we talked, I, I listened to Dan State in his podcast, and he was up, I think the exact same time I was up in Alberta with you guys. Yeah. And his hunt was, <laughs> you know, if if mine was a 10, his was a zero. Mm. Wow. You know, yeah. not seeing any bear yeah. for hours, yeah. seeing a squirrel, seeing one bear. Yeah. You know, and that's, sadly, there are outfits like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that that time, there's always, you can always say, well, the, there's fires. or mm -hmm. you know, I know yeah. that the fires do yeah. affect yeah. it. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I just think... I think you guys put in so much work and have such yeah. uh, expansive land yeah. that you're going to find bear somewhere. Yeah, yeah we're baiting 5,000 square kilometers there. Mm -hmm. yeah. a lot of country. And we want it to be an experience for the guys, too, because we've heard other stories from different people that go all over and like, well, the hunting was great, but the food was shit. Right. Or, mm -hmm. the, you know, the cook was this or the transportation was this or I was basically, I mean, they were expecting to sleep, whatever. And then there's other guys that like, well, the food was excellent, but the hunt was shit. We couldn't find a deer for the life of us. So it's kind of that that balance and that's why I think when it's I treat it more like a family type setting mm -hmm. you know so it's more comfortable and we're hoping everything's pretty pretty good so you can tr how do you say it? you control the controllables mm -hmm. yeah 
and with nature and what the bears are doing, you just put in all your effort to make it as good as you can to make sure they're following the program yeah. as, as good as they can. I mean, we bait lots, we trim up everything, we set up as best we can, we find good spots, um, all that type of stuff when it comes to setting up that. I mean, you do your best and then usually everything else plays out. If you got a good area and you work really yeah. hard, you're going to succeed. Yeah, there's a lot of bear up there. Yeah. There's a lot of bear. And you guys, you know, you guys hunt crown land, yeah. which is for down here, it's public, public land. Yeah. Yeah. But and people don't get, when we mention public, they think there's going to be people everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's no people up there. No, way, way less people than what yeah. yeah we might be used to down here. Yeah, I have so. guys that hunt a week with me for moose and not see a hunter and not see another person. They're like, where's the hunters? <laughs> this is way up. There's yeah. not much people up here. And oh. especially archery. Yeah. I mean, there is a decent amount of archers in, in Alberta, but it's it's not like coming to the States where mm-hmm. it's just like, like we were just at TAC last week in by Salt Lake. Yeah, you guys have bow hunters. That yeah. was crazy. The intense amount of people. In Canada. in Canada, yeah, you'll have I mean, a few. We'll bow hunt Southern Alberta with the kids for several weeks and not see a hunter. Yeah. Not see another bow hunter. Now, yes. when gun opens, yeah, there's some people, but mm-hmm. still it's limited draw. So it takes six yeah. to eight years to get drawn for a buck tag there. So Yeah. And we can bow hunt those tags every year for yeah. two months. And see, that was the main reason why I wanted to start archery is because years ago I had messed up my shoulder. I dislocated my collarbone, so I couldn't pull a bow and then finally healed that up. And they had switched it to where a lot of the zones, before you could hunt moose, anybody, any resident could hunt moose, you know, archery full season. And then they changed a lot of zones where you have to, you can hunt archery for moose, but other than that, you have to put in a draw. Mm -hmm. And it was like, so I was only shooting rifle back then. So you had to wait like three, four, five, six years. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is BS. Right. Because everybody else is hunting moose and killing moose and I can't. Mm -hmm. And so I actually got pretty pissed off about it. I was like. Lest you hunt everything. Yeah. Every year. Mm. So um, yeah, pretty much everything during archery season you have an opportunity for. It's not always the best dates, you know, like for the moose, they've got it. They've got it pretty much planned where the bow season ends, the general bow season. And then it gets into gun draws, which takes four, five, six years to get. Depending on which zone you're doing but it in. It's, then the rut, it's when the rut's on. So. But when you have your bow, you can sneak out and <coughs> actually get out there, which is nice. That and, was my main reason. And, and then you, it, you killed a moose with your bow? I killed two. Two, okay. Two, yeah. yeah. First one at 27 yards, he called it in. That was, I was shaking like, I was going to have, a, I felt like you were going to have a heart attack mm-hmm. because it's so big and I've seen it before and I've been on moose hunts and guided them, but I hadn't killed one yet. Yeah. Sounds corny, but I mean. I'm talking too much, I'm coughing. Yeah. <laughs> Need a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Calm that cough down. <laughs> and then the second one, the second moose I shot um, was by myself. I was out, you know, scouting out and John was actually guiding moose hunters and I had our daughter Jenna, uh, Jenna with us. And it was like, let's go check down here. Let's look here. And it was like, I looked down this long. We have a lot of cut lines and mm-hmm. gas lines. Yeah. And I saw this black spot about, looked like about a mile and a half in. And I looked with my binos and I was like, holy shit. And I started to vibrate and we're like still driving down the, the gravel road to get to the farm road to get out to the cut line. Right. And Jenna's like, oh, you want me to come? And I was all, I rattled. I was so excited. Took me, oh my gosh probably 45 minutes because I wanted to sneak along the edge of the bush. Mm-hmm. I was so freaked out that the moose would see me or right. hear me. And you have cows call, like cows moaning, bulls calling. And I was like, if I can get in there, I think I can do this. So yeah. I snuck all the way in there, figured out where I should hide. The moose had already taken off. Two of them went by. So I think it was a little bull and a, and a cow that went by. Yeah. And I thought, I know how to call moose. So mm-hmm. I started calling, mo- like calling for the bull. And then he started answering. And then I heard the cows moaning maybe half half a mile, whatever away. And then it went silent. 
So I called again and then it was closer. And then it was like, seriously, if your heart could beat out of your chest. Yeah, felt like it. Oh my gosh. So this, and long story short, it's this big monster probably. He was over 50 inches. He started mm. coming in, but he was kind of behind the trees, circling around on the other side of the cut line. And I was like trying to get him in and he wouldn't. He did a loop, did a loop again. He mm-hmm. knew something was up. Yeah. I mean, you don't get that big and old right. by being dumb. So anyways, I didn't get him and I thought, well, this is... This sucks. Mm-hmm. But I heard another little, so I thought, oh, I'll start calling again. And this one that I shot ended up coming in. He was a pretty, pretty young bull, but mm-hmm. I was like, he's going to eat amazing. Yeah. I called him in, got him into about 53 yards, hammered him, and he went maybe 60 yards. I watched the whole thing, fell That's a over. a long shot. My heart. Yeah. So, and I usually don't have any cell service where we're at. Mm-hmm. So I kind of ran out towards where Jenna was at the truck, and I didn't have cell service. She texted her dad, and then he came... He asked the clients, like, hey, do you want to go see Jen? And mm-hmm. when they got there, it was like, I don't know. I was, I don't know what to relate it to. Whatever drug makes you go crazy and yeah. talk 5,000. And I was <laughs> 5,000 words a minute and I was vibrating and I wasn't making, I wasn't coherent. Like mm. I was saying, like I was. Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. And so excited. Yeah. It was insane. It killing, a, killing a moose with an arrow is not, I mean, that's hard. It is. Yeah. And they walk in front of you. They're freaking massive. Yeah, they're giant. It's, yeah. it's intimidating because when that big one was coming in and calling and, you know, they're tilting their head mm-hmm. and their eyes are kind of doing that kooky stuff, I was like, uh, I'm just around little poplar trees here. <laughs> so I actually started looking where I can kind of back myself. So I had mm-hmm. a little, because I know they can get pretty, yeah, pretty ornery. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. but that was cool. And then everybody came, help me skin it out and load it. And it was great. You can't beat that part either. It was. And so that bull, I mean... We share it with everybody. Like my mom, my dad's not around anymore. So it's mm-hmm. like, bring her some, you get to share some with the neighbors. And then when clients come up, it's like, it's, I don't know. It just means more when, yeah. when you kill it yourself. Oh, yeah. No. And, and since then you've killed big bucks, big bears yeah. all with your bow. Yeah. I, he says I'm spoiled. John says I'm spoiled. Cause I've, I've killed quite a few nice bears. I know. I'll sit for them. Yeah. We each have kind of our own personal bait and. I mean, I'll sit there when we don't have anybody every day that we don't have them. Unlike mm-hmm. when all that COVID crap was happening, yeah. nobody was there. So right. I was like, I'm going to go sit. So I sat a couple weeks, going to sit again, going to sit again. I mean, yeah. and then finally, you know. Big bear comes in. Big bear comes in. Yeah. Big freaking bear comes in. Yeah. You're a big bear killer. I yeah. know, she is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, he wants me to get the last two. So I got a giant uh, black bear in 2020. Two and then I got a giant color phase. Did I say 21 that? Twenty one and twenty two. Twenty one and twenty two. Yeah. Blur. See, COVID makes everything blur. Both, yeah, both blue and crockett skulls. Yeah, I know, yeah. giant. So he wants me to. He said we should do full mount on both, so we can take him to trade shows and stuff. There you go. I'm like, that yeah. would be cool. It'd be like, like moving a bus. <laughs> I know those I'm things get blood. Okay, maybe yeah. it'll make you feel better. You know, with having so many clients come mm. up, what do you think? You like it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What, what do you, I don't know, what determines whether somebody's going to be successful? Cause you, I'm sure you see people, is it messing up in crunch time? Is it not paying attention to the position of the bear and making a poor shot? Mm-hmm. What, what screws people up? Cause we've already established you're an amazing country. Mm-hmm. There's, you guys work your ass off. Yeah. There's big bear. So what screws guys up? Who's coming from? I think most people probably come from the U.S. to hunt okay. with you. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest maybe couple 
is like so when everybody gets into camp we have like full-size mount bears there at at the house and uh, you kind of go over shop placement and all the details and if they've never done it before i think for me what i found and most of them will listen pretty good it's the movement and the smell Mm -hmm. it's like we use yep. Thermocell a lot. We always have it there. Before Thermocell was, we had it and it was invented or whatever. I mean, if we were using off or whatever, whatever muscal, whatever the mosquito, because there is mosquitoes. Yeah. When like we'd go deep, in, we, yeah. we'd spray ourselves, of course. And then when we get to the bait, you'd spray mm-hmm. it so the bears would used to get it. accustomed mm-hmm. to that. And now with the Thermocell, that's just the go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you get guys, pretty much most of them are guys that we get, um, they'll come in and they'll whatever shower in their old spice. And I was like, whoa, well, what are you doing? Like, yeah. so you go over all of that and you tell them, so they do it once and then they kind of forget and they kind of go into their old mode or they'll go out there and smoke a cigar on the bait or chew tobacco, which everybody says, that's oh, not a big deal, but they spit it all. Like if you spit it, yeah. the bears know, they can smell I mean, that, they yeah. can smell it for what a mile away. They're yeah. like, Hey, there's something up here. Right. We're, we're not going different. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the smell and then the movement too. Mm-hmm. It's if I'm guiding, I totally, ins- I get kind of anal about it, I guess, really insistent about it. It's like if this bear is coming in, because as soon as they see a bear, they're like all excited and they want to move. And the bear is like, oh, bolt. We're not, yeah. we're not coming mm-hmm. in. I'm like, let them come in. It <clears throat> might take two minutes. It might take 15 minutes. I don't know. Let him come in, let him get comfortable, let him start eating. Cause he knows we're here. Yeah. He might not notify you that he knows, but he knows you're there. Mm-hmm. Like obviously let him come in, let him get comfortable mm-hmm. and wait for that perfect broadside. I yeah. mean, maybe a tiny bit quartering away, but I just, especially when I don't know these people, mm-hmm. I don't know how they shoot. I don't know what their track record is. And yeah. I mean, it, you get pretty amped up. You can be like 13 to 25 yards away from a bear. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's close. So I'm like broadside and if they don't listen and they're like oh what happened i'm like and i'm always whispering to them i try to sit so i can yeah. just relax wait a, oh i'm one you know get mad because the bear took off or whatever and i'm like just yeah just chill like mm-hmm. it'll happen so movement and scent yeah mm-hmm. i don't think really i don't think there's that much more you can screw up on except shooting him in the ass or something like that yeah <laughs> i think we're like i've seen people screw up as it's tough to like a shoulder is really visible oh, yeah. on, on an elk. I think that black, the hair is hard yeah. to see. And then the, the hair hangs down. Yeah. So people are hitting lower than they think. They think the body line's lower than yeah. it is. Yeah. And so they're hitting too low on bear mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then bear never seem like they're, I mean, it's, it's different too, because it'd be easy to kill any bear, yeah. but if you're going to kill an old bear that's mm-hmm. been around, you know, a big boar that's at least ten, so it's been through the mm-hmm. been through the routine a while. Maybe it yeah. could be fifteen to twenty years old. Yeah. Those bear don't like offering you no. a wide so open true. rib shot. No. We'll look at your bear this <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, he's yeah. like no, no, no. Yeah. And he just knew. It's just like he wasn't looking at us. But as you said, you they know, know, they know. It's so they crazy. Know. Look at so, your brown bear in Alaska. Yeah, he's facing us the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Turn. And we were so quiet. Mm-hmm. And the when when we're high. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. how, but yeah, they just know. I mean. Well, there's times we'll be sitting at the bait and you see the bear walking up straight behind the barrel all the way up. And you're like, okay, eventually he'll come out and he'll give you a broadside. So he comes up at the back of the barrel and seriously, he'll look at you above the barrel and lay exactly behind it. (laughs) Big old monster bear feed, look at you like this out of the barrel, come back. And then when he gets up to go, he'll stay or he'll stand up on the barrel and eat and kind of I'm in my head. I'm playing. Yeah. You're just winking at us like, ha ha, (laughs) he can't get me. And then when he's done, he drops down 
180 straight out. So all mm-hmm. you get is butt. And yeah. like, seriously, yep. mm-hmm. we've had bears that consistently will do those. Yeah. The big yeah. ones. They they just know that they, they know, I think, that they're vulnerable when it's perfectly broadside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look when they're fighting each other. Yeah. A yeah. lot of times they're always between them. Yeah. 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 But how do they know? Just it has to. Obviously, they smell us. And even mm-hmm. if you're still as a mouse, it's like, how do they know to be that cautious? Like what's yeah. in their brain to make them that cautious? I think it's like, you know, even if they're not looking at us, if somebody was standing in your kitchen, mm-hmm. you you wouldn't even have to be looking at them. You'd, you'd know that there's yeah. somebody in here. So it, to them, I think they know the woods that well. Yeah. yeah, It'd be like, or if something, you hear something fall in your house, you're like, did something just fall in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they know, even yeah. if they're in the trees, they know where they heard that noise. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it yeah. must be, they're just so in tune. It could oh, be yeah. another sense that we don't know either. Right. We don't have, that it, we don't. It might, that. it very well might be. Yeah. And some guys will say, oh, do you think he sees us? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, people told me bears have horrible eyesight. I says, <laughs> yeah. well, that's probably a load of crap because they can see. So that one's been repeated by people for the last 40 years mm-hmm. that bears have poor eyesight. I totally think they true. see very yeah. well. Scientists have done research on them. They have about the same eyesight as us. Yeah. That's yeah. So I believe well, that. You think one's feeding and like you're, I tell all the guys, like if they're feeding, you know, baby movements, just like shooting a whitetail. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you have to freeze, he looks at you, you freeze and you move and then freeze. Like as the bear's feeding, if he looks... Guys are like, oh, no, he sees me. I'm like, just don't move. It's just like stop, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're drawing and you're picking it up and all of a sudden he looks at you, just freeze. Yeah. And as soon as he turns his head, yep. finish it up. And I mean, when they're eating, they're crunching, right? Yeah. So they, their hearing's a little bit less and right. they're focused on the food, especially yeah. a beaver or the sweets or whatever. That's why they got mosquitoes in their ears, too. You got yeah. mosquitoes buzzing all around. Right. I'm glad it's him, not me. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got thermocells. Thermocells. There's bugs at the... At the God, it's at so nice. Place. But you do know when you run out of the yeah. butane? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Holy smokes. And I like when it's when it's cold, too. You yeah. hold those yeah. thermocells yeah. for I've a little I've seen you doing that this spring warming up with the thermocell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had some colder days. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that, I, you know, just in general, I think that people really... Don't know shit about bears. No. Mm-hmm. I think they to- I mean, they do. Sure. They totally underestimate. They don't, they don't know. They don't no. know what they're talking about. They yeah. people talk like they know yeah. about they bears, but, but when, you listen when, to them. When and you're guys like, like us that are guys like us, people like us, and, yeah. and other friends that are great bear outfitters, hear those people talking. We just shake our head. To us, they sound yeah. like idiots. Yeah, you know, and like, it could be somebody totally famous that the world looks at as a, as a knowledgeable yeah. person. Right. Well, we hear what they say. It's like they have no idea. <laughs> Quite a few <laughs> no. years ago, we even had a meeting. Oh, this is, I don't know nine, 10 years ago, whatever it was, eight years ago. And there was a biologist that came into town and we're talking about grizzlies and all of this different stuff because our grizzly season's been shut down since what, 05, 06, 2005, 06. Anyway, so he's talking about all this stuff and he's talking about how they find out what bears are in the area and all this different stuff, how they, you know, figure out numbers. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just, I'm kind of shaking my head. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, if you think this is happening in this area of the province, why don't you ask people that are out there? Oh Mm -hmm. no, we have our ways. And I'm like, well, outfitters are all out there all the time. Trappers yeah. are out there all the time. Surveyors, all this different, like they have constant encounters. There is some good biologists out there, but there is some that some of the local landowners have told me they've they've been on their, I mean, they've got big acres of, of land and they've seen some trucks going by and end up talking to them and there was biologists and they were counting the elk in the area. Mm. And the landowner's like, well, I'll tell you. I see them every day. I know, yeah. I know yeah. what's here, there, there. Right. Yeah. And oh no, no, it's fine. We're we're calculating them. Oh, how are you counting them? Are you doing helicopter survey? No, no. So they were in the woods doing grids, mm-hmm. hundred yard grids, and they were counting the piles of poop from the elk. And there's some and formula. Doing that, some yeah. formula that yeah. tells them how many elk are there. Just, <laughs> and like, 
Yeah. Ask the people to see them every yeah. day. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm like, you realize they move from here, you know, from whatever the yeah. poplar and then they'll move over here and then closer to winter, they'll move towards the farmland, like mm-hmm. where we, we live anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, if you're counting all those areas, I'm sure they have some method of madness to it. Yeah. But sometimes I just think it's just about, oh, numbers. And sometimes... I don't think, maybe I'm wrong on saying this, but I don't think all the biologists have, like, it's not the interest of, like, really hunters or conservation. Some of them kind of lean a little bit. Some of good, but some of it really. Some of it leans, I don't want to say animal activist-ish, but it kind of is that, I don't know. They're they're going to err on that side. And it's not like a stewardship type either it's where just i mean it's a couple of the guys that we've talked to and i was like i kind of funding too i mean yeah we can't do helicopter surveys in each unit every yeah. year it's just too much money right? right so a lot of times we're four or five years behind mm-hmm. yeah where that moose population was going down 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 and it's too late you know right every time they say oh we should cover. put this on draw or limit how many tags are in this area well it's been hammered for 10 years and so now you do mm-hmm. a study and we're out there mm-hmm. or you know other we guys it, are out we there we see it every year either going down or going up yeah right now we're seeing it going up where we hunt bears and we're, we're taking out these big mature boars we're seeing more moose tracks we're seeing more moose every yeah. year a little bit more a little bit more and it's all those calves that we're saving yeah, yeah. i couldn't Im- i mean a big boar man it'd be you know we've seen numbers on mm-hmm. grizzly or brown bear yeah. what they kill but oh yeah. i bet a big black bear yeah oh, can cause damage dad, growing up my dad's always said and he was in the bush all the time prospector geologist involved in wildlife and he always said 50 percent of the calves get taken by bears every yeah. spring well now with those studies in alaska that you guys showed yeah i mean it's incredible yeah like 30 40 calves in a 30 40 i know period that's like insane. all killed basically yeah. or maybe or like three weren't killed or something yeah. like that yeah. it's just yeah. they get in this killing frenzy and they're mm-hmm. just it's just instinct yeah. they're not yeah. like you couldn't say it's like a human murder or mm-hmm. anything and like they're yeah. just doing what they're bred they're to do being bears being bears, bears so being when bears. i see when i see news saying there was a, a person eaten by a bear it was very uh unusual mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. bears kill things yeah no there's nothing yeah. wrong with that bear that's what he does yeah, yeah. he's did a, yeah. he did oh, his he, job yeah oh he was they, a sick bear he was probably a sick malnourished bear or something don't like promote that it very much to keep it pretty quiet yeah. when people get eaten by bears but mm-hmm. we have some all the time i mean yeah. last year we had that helicopter pilot near swan hills by our place right she was flying in tree planters and then she spends the day there waiting for the people to get done and flies them out and she's, she's picking blueberries by the helicopter and the bear got her. Killed so her. low on the ground picking blueberries. That wasn't a sick bear, that was a bear. That was yeah. a that, predator. That was his berry patch that he yeah. took over. It's fall, fall, they take over yeah. areas and that's their feed before they den up. And that's where she, wa- she, she was. was. Yeah. She was probably down low, bent down, picking yeah. berries, looking small. Mm-hmm. And they're it's an ultimate sad. predator. It's not like a you know a field mouse. They're out there. That's what they need to do. That's if what that, they do. If that helicopter pilot would have had a pistol, it would have probably saved her yeah. life. Yeah. But for people who don't know, those are illegal in Alberta. Yeah. 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 You can you can get a permit if you work in the woods, but it's such a pain that nobody does it. It's yeah. rare. The odd we person get has it, one. We could do it. We keep saying we're going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's such a pain. It's got to be trigger locked. It's got to be in your safe. We can oh. take it from home to the gun range. Generally, that's all we can do with a yeah. pistol in Canada. You know, I wonder if uh, it feels like I know everybody has they cuss about their fishing game department, but mm-hmm. it feels like I wonder if Alberta could do better because I know grizzly numbers are going crazy. Oh, yeah. they are. But yeah. like where mm-hmm. we hunted, like where I killed this big brown bear in Europe, you know, you mm-hmm. mentioned hunting with me and Roy. They, you know, in, in with the with terms of um, moose populations, they allow two brown bears to be killed by non-residents and three black bears. So you yeah. can go up there and kill five, one yeah. guy, kill five bear because they know that 
you have to kill that many and bear. That's why. That's because they know if, they're killing the moose, yeah. they're killing yeah. the caribou that the people need to to live off. Yes, yeah. right. So and they're so they're trying to balance it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I wonder if Alberta could take a page from Alaska. Yes, yeah. And man, yeah. wouldn't that be nice? And Alberta has some. I've been to other provinces. Alberta has some of the best management, some of the best officers, some they of do. the best biologists. Like we're, it's it's a good place. Yeah. Yeah. But with the grizzlies, like you're looking at it, we know for a fact from where we the live. The grizzly was political, just like British Columbia. Yeah, right. It there was, was all no political. reason for British Columbia to shut down. They have tons of bears. Large yeah. numbers of grizzlies. But you yeah. think these sows are having two to three cubs every two years? So they got to expand because they're not going to stay in right. that same territory. So you think now it's been closed for 20 some years? Yeah. Right? The year that they, they got to keep down, on expanding. 2005, they shut down the grizzly season. The, the local warden in our town in Swan Hills was a great guy. I loved him. Yeah. I miss him. He's gone now, but he's passed away. He was the bear specialist for Alberta. Mm. He was the bear problem guy. If there was a problem anywhere in Alberta, somebody Black had or grizzly. problem, they would fly him in. He'd take care of the problem and mm. fix it. And when they shut it down, the, the, local, the biologist that shut it down was, he did it for political reasons. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, and in that game warden's opinion, mm-hmm. uh, they said the whole Swan Hills region, which is like a hundred and something miles by 80 miles, it's a big area, that there was 30 or 40 bears in there. Well, the local warden said there was 40 at the dump. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> obviously, I don't have them all at, at yeah. that dump, you know. No, yeah. for sure. So they're huh. wrong with the numbers. Yeah, and we see them. I mean, they're out into farmland. They're they expanding, expanding farther than they have been for a long time. They're in farmland. They're yeah. And they're intimidating when you're not used to running into them. Well, I saw that a video of this, you know, when you guys were getting the beavers of that bear. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm driving home with a truckload of beavers <laughs> yeah. and there's a police officer watching this grizzly. So I pull over and I'm watching him and all of a sudden the grizzly's nose just starts going yeah. up and he smells my truckload of Meat beavers. Meat wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful to see them. They're such oh, I know. Animals. But they are intimidating. But they need, oh. to be, they need to be hunted. They need to be. When they shut it down, there was, I think that year, the year before, they would give out 125 draws. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just, not everybody could buy a tag. Back in the day when I was a kid, you could. Everybody could buy a grizzly tag. Mm-hmm. It's a hard animal to find, hard to get. So out of that 125 draws, they would kill about 25 bears. Mm. So Which was decent management. That's better than killing 25 bears that are problem bears for nothing, and they yeah. just go to waste. Right, you know? exactly. Because they have hunters doing it, yeah. managing it, and then the bears are not such assholes when you see them yeah. because they've, they're not the top of the food chain. They're right. hunted. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they a big know. difference when they're hunted and when they're not hunted. Yeah. yeah. Every that's grizzly what, we see has an attitude. That's uh, a, that's what happens in Montana, too, They, yeah. you know, or Wyoming. There's been a lot of attacks there because yeah. there's just no fear of man. Yeah. yeah. They think they run the show. Yeah. yeah. You got to... With hunting, they're reminded that, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. 20 yeah. years ago, I used to say, oh, a bear is a bear is a bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No big deal. But I had zero experience with grizzlies. Yeah, and me I too. mean, I grew up and they were around. We just, I just never seen it. Yeah. And then, I grew up in Ontario where there was no grizzly until age of 14. So mm. I thought same thing, a bear is a bear. No, the grizzly is a different creature. Yeah. My first encounter was pretty freaky because I did not expect it. And long story short, I heard this Christian and crashing and I thought, oh, Kind of sound like a herd of something. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I was just, this is quite a few years ago. And as it was running through the trees, like just, there was tamarack, so it was all tight. I saw this brown. I'm like, holy crap, because there was elk in the area. I was like all excited. This could be an elk. It was in the yeah. fall. And it was a she. And when she came around the corner, she had a two-year-old cub with her. And everything she did, he did. And let me tell you, it was just like eye contact. Yeah. And it was my heart sunk. It was the opposite of the moose experience. <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> and I thought to myself, what do I do? Because mm-hmm. I'm sitting mm-hmm. in a stand that's fairly, it was only 10 feet off the ground. Right. 
And we went in with the Argo, so it was really marshy, tight willows. You had to walk out there. We had 45 minutes till dark, and I'm thinking, wow. Like, you, you have a thousand thoughts go through your head. Mm-hmm. What do I do? How do I do this? I had my yeah. son with me, and it was like, okay, don't panic. Mm-hmm. I'm the adult here. And it was just like, it was intense. intense and she came yeah. right in, stood right underneath us, and I tried to scare her off. She stood up, and I'm like, if she was right below us, she could have probably touched the bottom of her stand. Like, yeah. she was huge. Big, yeah. And then yeah, that baby animals. did exactly everything she did. Oh, geez. I had the opportunity to pepper spray one. Really? I would not rely on pepper spray in the bush yeah. without a weapon. No. No. Because it was five yards coming straight at me. Jenna was in a tree stand above me, mm-hmm. and uh, this bear came straight to me. And at five yards... I pulled out the spray and, and I normally don't have spray with me. I had a can mm. that time of a backpack. So pepper sprayed it right in the face and it ran about 20 yards, stopped, sat there and watched me again <laughs> and then did it again. Oh, came back again. But yeah. Holy crap. Somebody that relies just on this. That's dicey. Could get hurt. Yeah. That's dicey. And, and I sprayed it again at five yards. This time I hit it really good. I aimed really good. I got it right yeah. in the face and it did the same thing. Ran to the same spot where it felt safe, stopped 20 yards away, looking at me again. I'm like, Okay. Now slug gun. So if it's if it's attacking you yeah. or like have that mindset of hey I'm going to kill this whatever yeah. you know it sees a human as probably a human but I mean what is pepper spray going to do? Yeah. I mean if it yeah. even if that one that wasn't a hundred percent aggressive only went twenty yards and came right back yeah. it's like yeah. one that's aggressive yeah you're in trouble make yeah. his food spicy. So the third time <laughs> I blew a slug I mean a three inch magnum yeah. slug out of my twelve gauge mm-hmm. at its feet. Blew dirt in its face and mm-hmm. it ran off and stopped just a little past where it stopped the other two times. Right. And I thought, we got to go. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Somebody's going to get hurt. Because the next one, it would be pretty much, he would well, probably Alaska, come at you. Yeah. The guys wouldn't have messed around. They, yeah. They know grizzly bears. They would have yeah. shot that bear at five yards. Yes. Because your life's at, I mean, if it comes at that distance, you're not oh, stopping it. Oh. I know. I know. I mean, in those, those grizzlies, just a different attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even, you know, we saw that just, uh, I don't know, you, I don't know how often you guys see grizzlies and black bear in on the same bay. Probably not because you, can't, you no. can't hunt where grizzlies are. Mm-hmm. No. But where we were in Alaska, you know, the black bear would come in, yeah. do what black bear do. Yeah. The brown bear would come in, hundred different, hundred percent different animal. Yeah. Different actions, yeah. different intensity. It's cool that they've learned to, in, to, uh, to take turns. You yeah. Know? Like that night we saw black wolf, we saw black bears and, and, Big brown bear. I know. That was cool. Yeah. The black oh. bears don't like to be around when the grizzlies are around. Usually no, not. No. no. But I've seen, like, we used to hunt an area that had grizzlies and black bears before. Mm-hmm. And we saw them where at first, when the grizzlies first moved into the area, you wouldn't see a black bear. And, and you'd then, wonder why the bait would be, there it was dead, and we're like, what the heck? Yeah, you check the cameras, like, oh, grizzly came through. And you're like, oh, crap. But mm-hmm. after a while, they, they did learn to take turns. Go habitate. Like, yeah. yeah. Black bears coming in, the grizzly would come in later, and... Take turns kind of thing. Kind of like they'd wait way out on the skirting yeah. somewheres and kind of do the they movement. They figured out the pecking order. And- yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, you mentioned uh, counting coup. Do you anticipate, because, I don't know, it's like a... There's never going to be a hunter that hunts with us that's going to want to count coup. <laughs> I know. That's, no. that's There's what, only <laughs> one nut job that'll do that. I see people say that, oh, now people are going to try to do that. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> Yeah. nobody's gonna be doing no. and Tanner even said that too and, you know, he's some like, people like in the last in the in the what's it called bush dragons video yeah when they see you make that shot and then you take off mm-hmm. running through the forest and some people might think oh you're just gonna push the animal 
He's got an arrow through both lungs. He's going to yeah. live about five to nine seconds right now. He's going to pass out before he's done running. Whereas right. He's going to run as fast as he can. Within seconds, he's going to pass out while he's running and he's yeah. dead. You yeah. Know, so. And I obviously wouldn't do that if it was a gut shot yeah. or in yeah. the ass. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. like there's so go. much happening so quickly that, yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody doing it. But it's like I know when I've done it, and I'm not telling anybody to do it. And no, I, I hesitated even including it, but it's yeah. such a, you know, hunting bear means so yeah, much to me. you talk about me. it in the book, don't you? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. in the book okay. too. So, I, yeah. so we can talk about it here, then we're good. Yeah, I, okay. I, I explain it. But yeah. still, you know, hunting such a personal journey for people. How could anybody know how another hunter feels? Yeah. You know, how you, you feel. When you posted the video of us doing it for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Was good? Uh, no, people want to kill us. They did. and Yeah, Wayne, Wayne actually called me yeah. and said, you should take that down. And I even tried to explain. Yeah, even but, with explaining, well, people don't read or listen that much. Anyways, no, but, no. And that was, yeah. that's the one, I included it in there, but I took off the, the audio yeah. because... Yeah. Yeah. You know that death moan. Yeah, it's pretty intense for yeah, somebody. So I'll, I'll explain to people what happened there and why we did it. Is because a bear, when a lot of times when a bear's double lung, perfect shot, you'll get a death moan mm -hmm. as they're expiring. Now we've always been taught and told that when a bear's doing that, he's dead. Mm -hmm. He's passed on, and that's just the last thing to go is the lungs. The lungs can still work a little bit, so that's the last breaths coming out that's making that sound. So that's what we always yeah. figured was real, right? But right. who's ever tested it? <laughs> so Cam's like. I'm going to shoot a bear and we're going to go touch it while it's death moaning. Like you're crazy, but yeah. I got the 12 gauge. Running, what do I'll, I care? I'll, 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 yeah, you're, out the the, you're going to be the one in front of you running with a bow. Yeah. I'll follow you with the camera and the shotgun. Yeah. But yeah. that first one, I mean, you went to its butt first mm -hmm. and it's laying there not moving and it's death moaning. Yeah. And you're moving your hand further and further up as we realized, yeah, he's expired. He's gone. Mm -hmm. He can't do nothing. He can't bite you. He can't move. He's yeah. gone. And it's just the lungs. Right. Still work. A doctor could explain how that yeah. works, how the lungs are the last thing to go, you know. But, but I bet you the connection is surreal. Oh, it's, in, but it's incredible. I was, I'm, I'm standing above you and you're touching it and you're telling it, you know, it's okay to go. And I'm just pouring water. I'm just yeah. crying. I'm standing up filming this thing. It emotional. almost makes me yeah. emotional it was now. Emotional, yeah. I mean, well, that's the connection, one of the most and emotional that's, hunting moments of my life. Right. But that's what people don't, a lot of people don't get, is until you have an experience like that, I don't think you can understand it. Mm -hmm. it's and that's not disrespect to the animal to no that, that's respect i mean honor beyond honor yeah yeah it's uh bear hunting is i don't know and i don't know why bear death moan and because you talk about <laughs> lungs well they're very yeah. vocal you yeah, think about all the right. sounds and everything is i don't want to correlate there some it to animals i think in africa that do that yeah too. is there yeah i heard that lately but you think out of all, all the, the animals we hunt like up in alberta is there anything else that's vocal like that no no, and I've, I've even seen people watch the video and say, why did you guys add in those sounds that the bear made? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I'm, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just don't know even See, but those sounds when we're hunting, that's actually what they make. Yeah. A lot of the National Geographic and all these aid, things. You hear the sounds like, that's not a bear. No. no. That's the person doing that one. I was like, come on. Then the kids think the bears walk around making those sounds. Mm -hmm. And I hear them, I'm like, they don't make those sounds. No. Not but like that. The sound, those sounds are are so unique to bear. Yeah. But it's oh, like yeah. they are. They're making sounds all the time yeah. and communicating with each other. Yeah. I it's, was after this big boar for a couple of days. Well, I went. And sat, I only had a couple of days this spring, and uh, he ended up coming in. And he had a first. This big old sow came in. I was like, okay. And then I heard this. It almost sounded like in the distance, like a moose. Mm. This low little like little grunt. Oh yeah. 
So she came in, she ate a little bit. She took off, kind of was checking out stuff, wandering around in the back of the bait. And then he finally came in and he destroyed a beaver, ripped a brand new rope, broke it in half. Five hundred pound test rope. He Unbelievable. Just came in, pulled it, snapped it, walked off with it. And then she came back in and she was eating. And it was then she's like, it was like she was looking for him. And she started doing that little ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. And then she took off walking back out on the trail. They came in and he was way over to the left of me. And all of a sudden you hear him and he's, he didn't come into the bait again because mm-hmm. if he did, he'd probably be dead. But anyways, um, hopefully he comes walking across and the whole time he's doing this, like, it's like a moose. Oh, yeah. Oh, like a oh, bull moose oh. following a cow. Yeah. The grunt he does is he's right. following her. And yeah. not just like one, it was like the whole time. I actually, oh, yeah. on my phone, I recorded it and you can hear it mm-hmm. and he's grunting mm-hmm. and I was, cause everything was pretty quiet. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It's I, almost the same sound as a sow does when, when she's making talking. her cubs follow her. Right. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The little low. Yeah. And he was kind of like, Oh, 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 mm-hmm. Oh. Like every step he took, and as she walked, he was walking faster. Yeah. I was like, "He's letting her know he's behind her." And he's yeah. Her. So. Man, I don't know. I, it they're such a special animal. Yeah. I mean, there's such a draw to yeah. Yeah. what for whatever reason. There's a connection there, but and especially being on the ground, you know how we hunt them up there. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, eye yeah. to eye. You know, I made those yeah, hats, yeah. hats eye to eye. Yeah. It's like. When you're eye to eye from a big bear, yeah, it's just that's it's a different cool. level. I love it. I mean, it's, now, I've heard something a couple of times in my lifetime of spending thousands mm-hmm. of nights in the bush for bear, mm-hmm. um, a sow that was calling. Mm-hmm. It was cool. If really? I wouldn't have seen it in front of me, yeah, I would have thought it's a wolf calling. Really, I would have thought it's a wolf howling, almost like a howl. She's she was a hot sow and. Obviously, was no bore in the area because she was just walking all over, rubbing on trees and passing over branches Doing and rubbing this, herself yeah. on. Yeah, it. some Her people ooh. who don't hunt, yeah. like yeah. I get a lot of people who don't know, but a hot sow would be uh, sow and heat. Sow yeah. heat, yeah. And so she's ready to breathe, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she sat on her butt and she put her head straight up, just like a wolf, and she just went, ooh, yeah, yeah, and just a low moan for like a minute, minute wow. and a half straight. I'm like, oh, like it made your yeah, hair stand out. Yeah, that's a bear. It's not yeah. a wolf. <laughs> Man, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I mean, so I was gonna say, like earlier, it feels like. Are you guys where you want your business to be now? I mean, how do you feel about the outfitting now? I know it's been ups and downs. Then you're finally. It felt like to me, like you guys were finally like all this hard work yeah. is paying yeah. off. Then fucking yeah. COVID. Yeah, we bought the farm. I mean, instead of being intense and stuff, we finally mm-hmm. got a nice house up there. And- yeah. 19 was epic. Like 2019 was yeah. great and everything was good. So we're getting into 2020, planning everything. And it was like, oh. There was so many things in the works too, eh? Yeah. All kinds of deals with different companies and different yeah. people. Yeah. And building a big shop, doing all this different stuff. And then COVID hit and was like, whoa, well. And then he started to say, well, two weeks, mm-hmm. two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And we thought, well, in 2020, do you want to talk about the COVID crap for a minute or? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> In 2020, I just know it screwed up your guys' oh, it messed hopes, us up. dreams, business, everything yeah. you'd worked well, for. Well, and yeah. yeah, because before that, we're like probably at the best we've ever been. I mean, debt free, um, business is going great. Of course, health, all that other stuff. But it was like we were, we were doing good. Mm-hmm. I mean, always, mm-hmm. you know, always room to expand yeah, and grow. Challenges, but yeah. but <laughs> it was good. Like we were doing good, and we were really excited about you know getting the farm, going to the next step, getting ready to build a shop and everything. Mm-hmm. And long story short is when COVID hit, we're like, well, holy crap, we couldn't do anything. And that two weeks, they kept on telling us that. So you prepare, right? We kept mm-hmm. on preparing because in yeah. two weeks. So if, shut down for two weeks. Yeah, we got to be, be ready for hunters we were in two booked. weeks. Yeah, we yeah. were booked. For two years, we were booked. For moose and deer, you don't have to get any, much ready. But for right. bear, you got to be baiting. Yeah. yeah. 
And if you don't bait, you don't have bears. So it's like two weeks. Well, it's only going to be two weeks. Mm -hmm. You bait. So we did that all spring, all fall. And then the next spring we started baiting again and we're like, hey, we got to taper off like just a little bit, but it has to open. They were promising it was going to open. No. So and you guys are investing money. This isn't like people oh, yeah. might think you're using scraps or, or no. bread you get from the whatever. No. You're buying oats. We're buying oats. We're, we're driving hundreds of yeah. miles to pick up all of our supplies and everything stuff. that we bait with. Yep. And then not only that, you, you got to kind of be a little bit prepared, <clears throat> like at the lodge too, if something, you know, guys can come. Well, you want to be a little bit prepared. Well, so running like, all those baits is mm-hmm. wear and tear on your vehicles, totally. on your You're quads, on your, on your pol- whatever it is. Yep. It's yeah. like that takes money because yeah. there's that, that mud is crazy. Yep. Yeah. It'll it'll lock up axles and you're replacing stuff all the time all or the time. bearings. Yep. And so just to the, the work that goes into baiting, not just the work, but mm-hmm. the cost associated yeah. and equipment is crazy. And yep. it's everything to build up to the hunt. So we went from 19 to be like... I would say the top of where we've been mm-hmm. in doing this for what, 30 years now mm-hmm. to 2021 being like, holy shit. Like, are, are we, we going to keep it? Are we going to well, keep our... somebody her? says, I lost my job. Yeah. We lost our job. Yeah. Right? So but not because we, we wanted to. No, the border no. was closed. You wanted to work. We yeah. wanted to work. We we're ready to work. We, we would do whatever we could to work. That's why mm-hmm. this spring with all the forest fires almost shutting us down. It was so close. We were on a three hour alert at one time. Yeah. Swan Hills got evacuated. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we're going to keep grinding. We're going to, yeah. we were kind of in the middle of it all. There was fires in every direction from us and mm-hmm. we just kept grinding and clients were calling saying, should I cancel? Should I cancel my we're flight? Like, no. Should I, no, come, no. come. We're not, we're not doing we're good a, now. a third or fourth year of no clients. Yeah. God. But here we're going to hunt. Yeah. So no. instead, so we went from our highest basically to our lowest. I mean, when we were young and we first started out, I don't even count that because you're, you're learning, you're growing. Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's different. Every year you're at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Kind of, to get it's like, a whoa, wow, we have $5. This is great. Yeah. With us, though, no matter what happens, we're never going down in the dumps because we got, I mean, we got faith. We got, yeah, yeah. you know, we just keep on We knew we were going to make keep, it. Keep grinding and mm-hmm. keep going. And we got back into manufacturing tackle and hunting yeah, products. Keep hammering, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got on the road with a vehicle full of fishing tackle and hunting products and went yeah. sold. And, the, and the, the stores were happy to see us. Happy, Some of them we hadn't sold to them for years and they were happy yeah. to take us back. And mm-hmm. man, we need product. I'm glad you're making some. And yeah. they bought everything we had. So yeah, it's not a fortune making fishing tackle, but it paid the bills. And right. We did everything full. we could to stay afloat. I Hustling. mean, yeah. 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 You know, you incur, well, we incurred a lot of debt, but you had to keep the lights on. You had to keep stuff functioning because when the border did open, you you knew you could get back to work. So it's, mm-hmm. you can't let it fold. Mm-hmm. It got dicey. And then there was outfitters that sold hunts to residents and some of them at cheap prices just to get people hunting. And and I thought, no way, I'm not doing We that. talked about I'm it. I'm going to save my hunt. I'm going to save my animals for my clients that are yeah. going to come. And when it opens up, we're going to kill some yeah. big bears. Well, and also if they're residents, then you're like showing them where you're yeah. hunting. Yeah, come back to the area and hunt by themselves. Yeah. And then your area screwed. You know? Right. Yeah. And I mean, we we're, wanted to stay pretty faithful to our group of people. I mean, yeah. we could have. We could have sold it for half price and whatever and brought up residents. Or, yeah. It just, it's, it's just, just not worth it. it. And then also... In my head, I mean, I'm not dishing any other fitter that did it. Everybody mm-hmm. has to do what they have to do. Mm-hmm. But for us, in my mm-hmm. head, it would just say, well, the money was way more important than the commitment we made to mm-hmm. you. And I mean, your yeah. finances is helping us. That's what makes us a living. Yeah. So just to go basically, I'll say it this way, just to shit on them to make a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it, that's not who we are. We yeah. feel so right. we wanted to, to me, s- that's that animal yeah. that I'm raising for you yeah. and the other guy and, and the yeah. clients that are booked that are coming. That's that's what those animals are for, is for yeah. you guys. So why would I give them away to somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, we need to keep 
other guys that say, well, we need to keep and our guides worked. busy. And we got and rewarded. I mean, the clients came, shot big bears and rewarded us with, you know, they, they know we struggled and we had already spent the money basically yeah. baiting for yeah. two and a half years. So. Well, that's yeah. a different thing as an outfitter, right? It's not like, say you're a car dealer, you sell the car, you get the money, there's the car. Well, being an outfitter, the way we do it is like you get the deposits in, you're preparing for when those people are coming. So by the time they come, it's like that money's all been spent in baiting, supplies, trucks, vehicles, sourcing, mm-hmm. all that stuff. The bills still, still come. The bills yeah. still come. Yeah, whether the clients come or not. Yeah, they, yeah. they still came, so. Yep. Yeah, well, it, I've, I mean, there was a while there where it was like on such a good run, but you, you talked about your faith. You never gave mm-hmm. up faith and you always, yeah. you know, stayed true to, yeah. to what motivates you and doing the right thing. But yeah. there was a time there where Rogan was up there. Yeah. Luke Bryan was up yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, how, how did that feel? As, high. It was amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, so you're up in, you know, it's not like you're in LA and there's yeah. stars everywhere. You're yeah. in Alberta yeah. and there's, there's true stars, yeah. celebrities coming to your house. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. And bear hunting with yeah. you guys. Yeah. How, how was that? That was it's awesome. so good for the province. I mean, the, the, the promotion. I mean, we did the TV show with Luke Bryan with mm-hmm. Buck Commander there on that hunt. Yeah. So good for Alberta. And then Joe coming up with you, that was epic. I mean, like, since you guys have been at, when you started coming up, that was pretty cool. Like, it, it mm-hmm. started to change just the dynamics because it's it's the presence and it's not just advertising. Anybody can advertise. <clears throat> right. But when you have somebody that knows hunting, knows what they're doing and has a reputation for hunting and says, hey, these people are decent, you know, this is what they do. It's different. It's like, it's almost like a referral saying, hey, mm-hmm. you can count on this because I do. And then when Joe came up, it was just getting those little blurbs. Like as soon as you're mentioned on a podcast or something. Yeah. Joe people, was so good for all of us. Yeah. yeah. So good for his friends. He mentions you guys all, all the time. The it's phone amazing. gets lit up yeah. like crazy. And I was like. And all he has to say is my friends, John and Jen in Alberta. And people find us. Just they like ha- that. Just they like have that. to search. They have yeah. to search. So but, it's it's pretty epic. I mean, And he hasn't even been up and like... An, Four years yeah. probably, or yeah. six, and, but it's or been six, a, and he still he still mentions you guys all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. Just, it's we been just a lot. Visited him in March in Austin. Was that was cool. Time. That was good to see him. I yeah. mean, since the COVID stuff, it's like we say, well, last year, last year it wasn't last year. I know. Jeez, I know. it was three, four years yeah. ago. Yeah, it yeah, goes so stuff fast. that feels like last yeah. year, but it's 2019. Yeah, because yeah, I wasn't there for three years. I know, and it's like this time gap. Where did it go? So everything's a blur. It was kind of. I don't know crazy. anymore how many bears are shot together. I lost track. Yeah. One day we'll have to figure it out. We, we were... Look at pictures. We were curious. You know, we got the three in Alaska. Yeah. And I was just... I was trying to think... Three but, in Alaska in four days, I think. Yeah. Because I think we stayed four days and then left. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you about that too before we forget. But um, everybody... Like yesterday, a lot of people talked about Roy. Yeah. And because I've, you know, I've talked about him a lot. And there's, you know, there's a saying that... A person dies twice. They die one time when they die mm. and they'll leave the earth. And another time, the last time their name is mentioned. Mm. So people were asking me about Roy yesterday, but, um, I was curious on hearing or having the listeners. I know how you, how, oh you God, know, I you just feel, noticed the table when you said, yeah, that. how you feel about, right. Yeah. So this table is like right there. He's born in 65 mm. and then he died in 15. And oh, so this is, this is basically a tribute to him because he's the one who got me started bow hunting. That's awesome. But, uh, um, you, we spent, you know, nearly a week together bear hunting with Roy. What was your impression on him? It was awesome. And I think I took that picture. Of Did you? you? Yeah. When you were walking in Alaska, I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. No, not that one. This was the moose. That oh, was that's the, moose. the moose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah, was... I'm thinking of a picture that I see in one of your videos or in one of the, your um, clips. Yeah, with the bear. 
Oh, let me think. It, it was on the it was on the way into where you shot the first bear. Yeah, somewhere in there in that tall grass. Yes, with the little water holes and stuff. Yeah, he, he was excited like a little kid going on a field trip. Oh, that was going to Alaska for the first time. The reason, the reason I wanted to go. Yeah, is I seen how you act with the bears in Alberta, and mm-hmm. I thought he's gonna die in Alaska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to be there to make sure he doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it, pretty exciting. It's a well, risk. He gives me sure. an old pistol that he, he's not sure if it <laughs> oh, still works. God, or if it I fires. Know. It's been in the bottom yeah. of his pack for years, yeah. you know. But uh, he, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, about Roy, everybody always wants to know what it's like to be around him. What yeah. what, what do you remember? I have I have images in my head that I can't erase yeah. of Roy. <laughs> yeah. How about in camp in the morning, sitting on his little chair, and he's he's got no shirt. He's got his white underwear on <laughs> and he's got a pan in front of us on the fire and he's cooking us bacon. Yeah. And he hadn't brought any butter. So every meal started with a pound of bacon. Yeah. Cause that was going to be our grease for everything oh, yeah. else. Yeah. A lot of peanut butter and yeah. peanut butter bagels with bacon. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Frying the bagels in the bacon mm. grease. Yes. With, and then so peanut good. butter and bacon on the sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Like you said in the woods, you don't throw away the crust. Never. You no. Everything. Yeah. We ate everything. <laughs> But yeah, that was, I remember what I remember the first, first day we got there, I can't remember what time we were hunting, but we were up there and we were glassing for a little while looking for bear, right? For brown bear. And it had been like probably, I don't even know if it'd been an hour. And I'm like, this is impossible. We're never going to get one killed. I mean, it, we're joking, but yeah. in an hour we're already like, what is going on? And then it was the first stock of the hunt. I yeah. killed a bear. Crazy. Isn't <laughs> it, was, it cool though from our tents? You had a tripod there, like a deer yeah. tripod stand, 15 yeah. foot high. And standing on the ground, you couldn't see any bears. The grass is too tall by, by the ocean there. But you'd get up in that thing and you could glass. And I think we could glass from that stand maybe 20, 25 bears yeah. in every direction from us. I know. And then you think, we're sleeping in that little pup tent. <laughs> so, yeah, nice thing. There was an electric fence around the food tent yeah. where all the grocery bags were. Right. And nothing on the one we're sleeping on. <laughs> yeah, where we're frying bacon. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was like, hmm, I'm not sure about this one. Yeah. I, th- I really thought they were going to eat the... The Zodiac boat, like yeah. when we're, we beach the boat and then we go right. hunt on the island. Mm-hmm. I thought we're going to get back. That bear's going to have eaten that boat. Yeah. We're going to get out of here. Uh, could have. I mean, that was where I killed that big bear was a little island. Yeah. It was, but they yeah, were out cool there. setup the way Jonah and, and uh, Roy would do that. Yeah. Baiting on an island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He came back with stories. He was like so mm-hmm. happy that he got to meet Roy and meet some of yeah, his family. Yeah, we flew out on two different flights, I think, when we flew home. Yeah. And you flew before us, so I got to spend a little more time with Roy that afternoon right. before I left. And okay. it was good to talk with him and spend time. And yeah. we talked about Jesus the whole time. Oh, I know. He, he, uh, that's one thing Trace would always tell me is he would talk to her about me, like he was worried about me or praying about me. And who, who does that? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's only truly people who care about yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are so wrapped up in their own bullshit. Yeah. They don't have time to even care about anybody now else truly. a little bit more about his history. Actually, listening to the podcast with you and Wayne, I learned more about you guys even, about you and Wayne and about Roy and that podcast. Mm-hmm. And I figured out why Roy was so tough. I mean, you're a concrete guy. Yeah. You don't mess with a concrete or a roofer. Those guys are tough as nails. Yeah. Yeah. And then then also growing up being a trapper, because you guys know, yeah. you know, you just learn so much about animals yeah. running trap lines. So that's where that woodsmanship, because yeah. a lot of hunting is woodsmanship. Mm-hmm. You're interpreting sign, yeah. reading yeah. the woods, yeah. you know, predicting what animals are doing. And that's that's how you catch animals in traps. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. so he's, he had a lot of knowledge there. Yeah. And you got to adapt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like driving down a, you know, a road with pavement and it's, there's a flashing sign you turn there. It's like mm-hmm. everything you do, whether it's trees, mud holes. We well, got to experience Alaska one more time after that. Since then, Jen and I went to Alaska for two weeks fishing and fishing salmon and halibut with mm-hmm. a friend that sings. Music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I bet. Flew there on his jet. Yeah, I bet. Because that Every was up, out of Uncleet, wasn't it? Yeah. Or uh, no, somewhere up there, but yeah, yeah, we can't, we're not going to say yeah. what the names are of the places, just yeah, no, that's good. Well, like he turned 50 that them. summer, yeah, so was, that was uh, 50 was awesome. That was my 50th, oh, I see, birthday, so that was trip. in 19. So 19 was like pretty up there. Yeah. We oh, did, we did a bunch of stuff that we've, I mean, yeah, so we got married young, we had kids young, and jumped right into working, family, everything. So it was like there was no big traveling vacation anything it was just like family work and that's what we did so now like i said earlier all of our kids are adults now and it was like we went to see kip in maryland which was yeah, pretty was cool because cool. we'd never been there before yeah and then I we went had to- an itinerary for us planned yeah every no. hour of the day where we're going to be where we're going he's never done every that house. shit for me hey, hey. brandlin has he ever done that for you an itinerary with all yeah. the activities at this day at this time we're at uh we're at the colonel's house having yeah. appetizers and, and yeah. drinks happy hour and appetizers yeah. this day we're going this fishing day we're with fishing. Kobe. we're in the chesapeake bay on an air-conditioned boat the coolest <laughs> thing was though is everywhere as we stayed where he had a staying as we went through our trip he had yeah. elk meat in the freezer for us That's yeah awesome. i was like that was, was awesome elk in the freezer yeah here, help yourself, this, that, this, that. I, it was so cool. Definitely yeah. never done that for me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kip, if you're listening, I swear I'm naked in your pool. Oh. <laughs> That's too much go. information, buddy. He's probably got a security camera. There were yeah. cameras everywhere. Yeah. I don't think they were working, maybe, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was 90-something degrees with 90-something percent humidity. You'd step outside and you're soaked. We're not used I to bet. that. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was thinking one thing, too, about you guys in particular. Um you know, the vacation and the good life and like all those opportunities here, it feels like to me, you guys like working, you know, I mean, you didn't have to come and cook and do all this. Yeah, I know. So it's like, like working, you know, and I see you in camp, how hard you work. And I think there's a, you know, uh, John gets, uh, it's like you're sometimes cooking and so you don't get to go hunt as much as John. And I mm-hmm. feel like, does is that hard sometimes? Because you, I know you love to hunt. She does. I know you love it, to be with the clients does. too, but yeah. you also have this, to yeah. prepare meals. It used to but be, now that we have Julia, yeah. it used to be a lot harder. from the kitchen quite So a bit. before it used to be, I'd do the whole thing, cooking everything. Now yeah. as Julia's made her way up, mm-hmm. she used to help me a little bit, prep a little bit, and then she started cooking a bit, and then we'd kind of do half and half. Mm-hmm. And then she'd start prepping stuff so I could grill or do whatever I was doing when I get back. And now it kind of flip-flopped where... She'll do probably a lot of time, 90% plus, mm-hmm. depending on depending on who's in camp, what we're hunting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So your chicken today was Julia's yeah. recipe. She did that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, those scallop loaded potatoes on, yeah. uh, at the Borac on yeah. Friday. Yeah. But I mean, and she's, she's, she started out by, <clears throat> like, I like to cook. But now I find as I get older, I'm kind of messier than I used to be because I used to have like OCD really bad. So it'd be I'd cook and I'd have to clean everything had to be in its place. I see. And now I just kind of go because I know she's behind me. Yeah. And she knows how I think, how I like stuff. She's I mean, she's my mini me. Yeah. So she does. She does excellent on everything she does. And I mean, when I come back, kitchen's cleaned, everything's in order. And I'm just like. She just washed all the dishes from the event. Yeah. That's sink in the camper. Yeah. You guys are similar as far as like, you know, you're, you're at, you're like, uh, I don't know, very confident and mm-hmm. she's like, she knows exactly what oh, she yeah. wants. You guys, are, yeah. you remind, you remind me of each other, you know, and it's just, 
I like it. It's, but what I think of you when I think of um, Jen Rivet, I'm like hard worker, mm-hmm. hard worker, yeah. good hunter. Yeah. And it's like it's hard to when you're doing all those responsibilities. So I'm glad she's helping because yeah. I, I love Julie in camp too. She's she's awesome. But uh, it's man, you guys got a process, but it's all built on all the sacrifices you've made and yeah. the experience you've had over 30 years. And now it's where it's at, and you're realizing these rewards it, yeah. it's mm-hmm. awesome and you I realize what's it. important and mm-hmm. what's not important yeah. like over yeah. all these years between you know kids coming and going which is unique kids getting married now grandbabies into the picture um and of course there's sicknesses and different things that happen yeah. and financial stuff and you know you lose people some you lose i mean you get to see them again so that's the benefit mm-hmm. later on yeah. but um you just realize what what's what's valuable mm-hmm. i mean it's your relationships, your family, yeah. what you're connected to, um, and the rest, whatever. And like, seriously, we talked about this a lot, even when we're driving up here or down here, it was like the whole COVID stuff and that, if it would have came and I, we never, I never thought we would lose everything. Mm-hmm. Like we just, we weren't going to sink, but in the back of my head, I thought, well, if it is that something happens that we can't make it. We'll make it at something else. We're just, yeah. we, we, right. we just. When you're self-employed, you, guys are you, can't, fighters. you can't afford to fail when you're self-employed. No. And it's you, you'll survive. You'll yeah. figure you know, something yeah. out. In most of the world, when you're self-employed, it's to get a loan or anything, it's tough because mm-hmm. you don't have a regular nine to five. Well, guess what? As a self-employed person, I can't afford to fail. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. going to stop. Right. So. Yeah, but, because there's there's no paycheck coming in. Yeah. It's like if you decide, well, I'm not working anymore. Well, you're either living mm-hmm. in a tent or going to live back at your parents. Like, there's not a lot of yeah. options. During COVID with the fishing tackle, there was most nights we were grinding away, making hooks till mm-hmm. one in the morning. Two one, in the two morning, in the morning. Then going on the road for a couple sell. days. and But, I mean, we had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We Something were, we knew how to do. What do we do? Okay, well, we know how to make tackle. Yeah. We know how to make hunting. Yeah. We know how to build. We know how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Recalibrate. Yeah. 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 It was so hard to get product, though, to get anything components mm-hmm. to make bottles anything for our deer scent our elk scent our, our like you couldn't get bottles anywhere every bottle was being used for sanitizer no matter yeah. what the shape or size oh, around the world they were crazy. being used so i ordered stuff in packaging. the beginning of 2021 yeah and i got stuff in march 2022 yeah mm-hmm. supplies i'm still like, back orders there is right there's still back orders wow. i got a call the other day hey this just came in i'm like <laughs> oh, that yeah. was from 2021 we, we don't really on. need it yeah. yeah yeah but i mean your dad used to always say fighters never quit mm-hmm the part you I get knocked down, you just got to keep on going. Manufacturing tackle and hunting products is the relationship with the stores, mm-hmm. all the people that we sell to, like the ones that we that we like and love. We we go deliver. You know, we get on the road and load up the vehicle, load up the expedition full of tackle right from front yeah. to back. And the trailer, and or whatever. Stop at all these little towns in Alberta, Saskatchoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't Columbia. have to. It's not. In some ways, it's not the most cost-effective mm-hmm. way, but for us, you go make a connection because there's so much competition with yeah. pretty much any business out there. Right. You go make the connection, and it's like, okay, it's Albertans making this at home in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Like we're supporting the economy. Yeah. This is how we make a living, and they're doing the same with their store, or whatever they're they doing. How could they not buy it? How could they say no to the product that's very beautiful, well done product, and it's made in Canada, made yeah. in Alberta? Like, yeah, yeah, no, you, you make you make it tough, overseas. but. Yeah, you do that relationship is an investment for sure. Yeah. Yep. And, and then guys, that connection's there. You're not just, oh, your product yeah. A, B, or D, like it it there there's something more to it. I actually it. love the selling part of that too. I love walking into a new store and just go don't even bring a sample in. Just go in, sell yourself first, and then you can sell them anything. Did uh do you have do we have any bear hunters that are interested from this weekend? Do you there get, is, yeah. There yeah, is. There's yeah. quite a few guys that have been asking. So yeah. <laughs> It'll be cool. Yeah. It's I mean what I what I would my dream would be for you guys to charge more per <clears throat> hunter, 
um, have everybody have an opportunity at big mm-hmm. giant bores yeah. and <clears throat> not have to work like, you know, a full camp is mm-hmm. 24 hours a day of work basically, yeah. but work, make good money, have good times, yeah. cultivate these relationships, share Alberta with people who appreciate mm-hmm. it and yeah. then come and do this kind of stuff yeah. whenever you want. Like hopefully yeah. we have these events yeah. <clears throat> and you guys come down and, Oh yeah. We want to be there. We, you, you know, Jen mentioned this too, the other day is like, it's like a way to, to, I think how you termed it was love on people basically yeah. to, uh, yeah. it's that fellowship that yeah. I mentioned yeah. it's, I've heard people yesterday say that <clears throat> this was like some of the discussions were better than church. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cause yeah. It, was, it was, it's real. It's real. And that yeah. you, you're there and you can, people can look in your eyes and, hear yeah. your voice and know that what you're saying is yeah. is real and true yeah. Yeah. and you care yeah. and it's like so that would be my my ideal vision we do this we kick yeah. ass yeah. yeah the bear hunting is amazing we keep sharing yeah. that yeah because the film you know that is hard making a bear film that's mm-hmm. not going to get just slammed by anti-hunters yeah. or yeah. threats or like it so we did it you know we made Isn't a, it amazing a, how little uh, attacks we get now yeah, at the I know. We were getting hammered, death threats from everywhere. Like, it's, I didn't hardly so get any yeah. from this. Yeah. That whole film, I didn't I hardly get yeah. anything. Yep. But the way everything's portrayed, like I remember years ago, different programs and stuff, the way they'd show a bear hunt, and it was like, I don't want to say it wasn't classy, but it it was there was no really educating. There yeah. was no um, yeah. relationship, if that makes sense, with what you're hunting. There was mm-hmm. no purpose. It was just like, oh, I'm a big bad hunter. I got to go kill mm-hmm. this. Yay for me. And then it was like, no, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. The the kill shot is like, what, 10 seconds, a minute mm-hmm. worth of mm-hmm. the whole hunt experience. And with that, you showed so much beho- before and behind. And it gives people a good glimpse of like, it's not just about, oh, I got to go kill this. Yeah, yeah, that's your intent. You'd like to and you want to, but mm-hmm. there's so much more around it. It's just, it's it's the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I, you know, I'm pretty cognizant of that now because we've, we've had to deal with a lot of negative, but even on that bear where this last one I killed, there was a time right when I recovered it, where I said something is like, I was kind of smiling, like, man, that was, we had to earn that one. And Mm -hmm. I was smiling and I was like, take that out. I said, I want this, the moment to be somber because truly that's what it is. We do things, we react in different ways because we're talking about different things. And so we might smile. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, yeah. not we're not smiling because the bear's dead, no. and yeah. you know, but we're smiling because of sharing it with somebody. But yeah. s- somebody who doesn't know, they're going to look at that and go, like, look at these guys. Mm-hmm. They think it's funny, yeah. Yeah. you know. So I just yeah. to avoid all that because I've yeah. learned lessons the hard way. I'm like, no, let's let's take that out, make it very powerful yeah. in yeah. this way. Yeah, but it feels like it it worked. So I want to mm-hmm. do more of that. Yeah. And I love how you always think about <clears throat> how you're going to present it and how you're going to write it, like. You've done good for for the for bear hunting and well, other you're, animals too. You're telling people a story that they can actually instead of just right away, oh, killer, meanie, you're yeah. going to hell, you're an awful person. Where it's like you actually give them a chance to listen and participate a little bit in the story and mm-hmm. like try to evaluate. Hey, is this is this actually something I I could listen to? Like, mm-hmm. is this educational? Is it? It's not just like nutso. Yeah, it's and hunting is. I don't expect anybody to have my same mindset mm-hmm. or your same mindset no. or yours. Yeah, but just to like know that okay, I don't feel that way, but I I understand why they yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and if it if it's genuine, 
then we get a little bit of grace. Mm -hmm. All we're asking for is grace. You don't have to go kill bear, Mm -hmm. but here's why we do it. Just think about it. And they've been, they've been very objective with Mm -hmm. what we put out there. And I think it's, it's helped change just the stigma of bear hunting, you know, with us having a lot of uh, native reserves near us. Well, all of Northern Canada, Northern Alberta, it's got reserves everywhere, but the natives will not typically shoot a bear. It's something spiritual to them. It's Mm -hmm. ancestors and stuff like that. But they've in the past, they've used bear Mm -hmm. products, you know, the bear fat for medicine, for for different things. So when we kill a bear, we kill bears. I mean, we're going to, we're going to kill 30, 40, 50 bears a year. So we save all the fat. We render it. Jen renders it on the Traeger outside and makes all beautiful little Mason jars out of it. And and we'll go deliver Mm -hmm. to the elders at the reserves. Oh man. And and it's like you're walking up seriously. It's like you're giving them a brick of gold, even more precious than that, because it's something very, it is very spiritual because they don't want to kill a bear. Right. But they're happy that we're killing them to give them the product and to save the moose at the same time. They understand that. But it's very medicinal for them. Like they'll ingest it for digestive stuff. They'll put it on their skin, in their hair. They'll make salves out of it. Like it's... For the skin, it's amazing. That that part I know for sure. I mean, for skin ailments, rashes, eczema. Yeah. I mean, we, we like this, one of the sponsors I have here, Santa Cruz Medicinals, but they got beef tallow, Mm. Yeah, you know? So it's like good for your skin. It's, it's... But it's even better. Yeah, you think what the bear eats, the yeah. antioxidants yeah. that are in there. Oh yeah. Wow. Fry some fry some steak and some eggs in bear lard. I yeah. call it I just call it bear lard because it looks exactly like pork lard. There's you can't no tell the difference. There's no smell. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, it must be gross. I'm like, there's no smell. Right. If I would put it in front of you, you wouldn't know what it was. You'd yeah. be like, Oh, that's lard. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I I think uh, you know, over over this time, yeah, people's perception on bear hunting is kind of changing a little mm-hmm. bit and hopefully we can it keep is keep up with this messaging and it's been it's such a blessing that from 2013 for whatever reason you sent me a message Mm -hmm. for to come up there and i took a chance on you i just had a feeling i just had this (laughs) feeling this gut feeling right which we know is the god part that's Mm -hmm. in our lives and we had guided lots of tv shows and just didn't get much out of it didn't sell much hunts out of it and even blow a lot of money taking tv shows especially if you're giving them a free hunt yeah and if nothing comes out of it man you're Quick way to go broke. Mm-hmm. Quick way to bankruptcy. We learned that fast. Yeah. The hard way. <laughs> and I remember we were sponsored by Nikon. You were too at the time, I mm-hmm. think. And I saw you in a Nikon Living the Dream magazine. That's the name of our company now. Yeah. Living the Dream. Yeah. And I saw that somewhere in the middle there, this crazy guy from Oregon on a, on a street bike with yeah. a backpack with a bow on his back. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. who the hell is that? So found yeah. out about you. John LaCorte had told us about you. And then I just had this feeling to take you hunting. And Janet had enough with guiding TV, TV shows guys. for free and crap yeah. like that. So. Well, no, I was like, I hadn't, he was the big social media buff. Yeah. I really wasn't paying attention too much. Yeah. I was busy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I just feel we got to take this guy hunting. Yeah. And I was like, I looked up a little bit and read a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, we'll give it a whirl. Seems, mm-hmm. seems okay. Glad we did. Yeah. So much fun. Well, and I, I think, wouldn't know Joe Rogan mm-hmm. or Luke Bryan. Yeah. I think people have a misconception too, because, um, you know, you mentioned the TV shows and giving away free hunts. Mm-hmm. It's like, for me, I respect so much what you guys do and how hard it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, on all the, I don't even go on free hunts. I'm not talking yeah. about what you guys. Yeah. I pay for every hunt that I do. <clears throat> yeah. Full. F- I don't, yeah. I don't expect anything for free. Yeah. So, you know, people talk about, well, hunt TV hunters are like this or social media are like this. It's like, they might be. You don't know me, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. what I do, I, I respect how yeah. freaking hard, not just you guys, but any guides mm-hmm. that are out there, they're helping somebody else yeah. succeed, yeah. right? Or an outfit. They bought 
the rights to this land or yeah. bought this property, whether it's a lease or not, mm-hmm. they've, you know, they deserve, I, I don't expect it for free. Yeah. They didn't get their yeah. opportunities for free. So people like might have a, you know, they think everybody's like, oh, well, you just get that for free is yeah. why you do it. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I do it because I believe in you guys. Yeah. yeah. And that's Somebody why. asked me that today about the Traegers. Are you guys just cooking on Traegers because you like them or, or are you cooking on Traegers because they pay you or... And I'm like, we love the Traegers. We don't support, we don't do anything with any company or people unless we love them and love the product and the people at the top of the company. Yeah. Um, unless we, we learned that over everything years. from top yeah. to bottom, we're not doing it. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm sure you guys have been burned just like me. You yeah. know, you want to believe in people yeah. and then, or you might have a, a, a feeling about it and you're like, well, maybe that's, I'm just like being paranoid. And then <clears throat> that feeling is real and mm-hmm. it's like, why did I do this? Why yeah. do I, now I'm working with this person. So yeah, yeah you learn hard lessons. Mm-hmm. John know? can comment on that. A difference <laughs> of I opinion. If I would have listened to Jen most of the time, I, it would have been a lot better, a lot easier. <laughs> She's, she always had that gut feeling. Yeah. Know, the, the Just like even when you meet. intuition. Uh, yeah. I know, maybe, I don't know if it's woman in, intuition or yeah. whatever, but it's just, you pick up on different stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like I pay attention to different things and it sometimes it's just that little inner voice mm-hmm. or like, ah. I think women are better at that. I think guys are just like more surface and mm-hmm. more like whatever. I think yeah. women are better at that. Yeah, well, we were talking, Lisa and Julie and I are both... And Jess, too, kind of like you, you kind of have to be. You have to be more aware. You mm-hmm. have to be more alert. Yeah. yeah. I mean, normally, not always, but normally the mom is with kids, mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. you have your little ones. Yeah. You have to be, especially nowadays, it's bananas. Mm-hmm. You have to be paying attention. You have yeah. to be, and I don't want to, I'll say it, I, I people watch when mm-hmm. I'm somewhere, especially when Hazel's around, our granddaughter, I people watch. And right away, I'm looking around to see who's there, who's behind us. You know, yeah. how, mm-hmm. you have to be safe. Well, I don't even, I know there's women, I go running at night all the time yeah. and women can't do that, yeah. you know, but if they do, like you say, you have to be so aware a guy doesn't have yeah. to, yeah. yeah. maybe we should, but we're, we don't. Yeah. And so because you are so have to be in tune, you do, you can pick up on. Yeah. Probably, that's probably what it is. Yeah. 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 Jess was telling us yesterday yeah. of this guy that homeless or whatever he was, he picked up a two by four and was coming towards her at the truck. Yeah. She threw the kid in the truck and closed the door. And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Be aware yeah. of what's happening. Now, see, like even what happened to me in Edmonton quite a few years ago, this old guy coming across and I just, as soon as I seen him walking across the parking lot, I was jumping in Jenna's Jeep. You could and, tell. And I was just like, just that alarm bell went off. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, this isn't right. For I'll say it's that God voice because normally you just don't look at somebody and say, oh yeah, this is trouble. It's just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So I jump in the Jeep. And I'm not used to it. I get the, usually I right in, I lock the door right away. I stick the key in. And in this case, I was taking off my jacket. I locked the door, went to, no, went to put my jacket on the seat. That big guy, he was probably six foot four, six foot six, huge, huge guy, Mm. had a big beard, was at that door banging on the window. So if I wouldn't have pushed that button and locked it, it. and I was like, no, no, no. And then he started banging and then he started trying to open the door. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, started it, put it and drop up. Reverse and I started backing up and he kept on banging and I was like no 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 then I picked up my phone like I'm gonna call somebody and then he right. hurried off and in Canada yeah. we can't defend ourselves we can't carry pistols so yeah in the U S a, a lady yeah. would have been oh Are yeah you sure <laughs> but do you think if you yeah. or John would have got into that jeep right the guy would have came and did the same thing no, probably no, not probably not because yeah. he'd probably get a you know ran over fist yeah. in the mouth or whatever but you're you know your yeah. competition 
So, so yeah, you do have to be better at reading people. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why you have that, you know, yeah. instinct or yeah. whatever. Back in the day before civilization, you had to have been watching out for animals in the woods yeah. wherever mm-hmm. you were living. Yeah. Yeah. Learn how to fight. That's why I said if I ever had a, if you could ever have a choice of like what your physique would be and stuff, you know, like program it in. Okay. <laughs> make her this way. I'm like, I told him, I joke about it. I probably said it the other day. It's mm-hmm. like, I would like to be like about six foot two, six foot four. Probably about 240, ripped. I don't even, maybe okay looking. I don't even care about good looking. <laughs> just badass. So all these if I was people. To you, I would hope you're good looking. Yeah. yeah. But just badass that when people like, not yeah. that they're intimidated by you, but they don't mess with you. Right. Yeah. Because like I know. Brianna of Tar in yeah. I know Game some. Yeah. Like I know <laughs> some ladies that they're like police officers or whatever into um, like weightlifting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Big time. And like they're big like they're yeah. tough they're strong they're confident and i was like stature plays a part yeah de- look at the bears does. yeah yeah they're all body language bears and stature. Yeah. yeah for sure so it's like mm-hmm. yeah look at, at when we're dealing with the bears i mean just a movement like this yeah movement like this i know yeah. if they're getting too close into our zone yeah all we got to do is go like this yeah and they back off i know as simple as that it is that's wild yeah see that they that's how they communicate Mm -hmm. so yeah but i mean i think humans can learn from that also and you can add that to your i mean that's you're good at it um but yeah i mean i don't know i'm just like i i'm so thankful and grateful for your friendship i'm you know and to be able for you guys to come down here and then connect with all these people here i mean obviously you've known wayne for a while but all these new people yeah who flew in from crazy places. Mm-hmm. That's just, epic. We're yeah. from Australia. Yeah. And, a long ways to come. And, but so now they know of you guys. To yep. me, that that's one of the greatest parts of the weekend is yep. that eat that, you know, food is it, it connects people. Yep. You know, when you prepare a meal or you're eating a prepared meal from somebody, that then there's like this uh, relationship, yeah. you know? And so for you to be able to do that and do it so well, and, and make such great food, these guys will go, that's going to be a talking point when they go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted. Then yeah. uh, just to share my life and you guys are part of my life. So mm-hmm. it's like, thank they you. Were, they were all so sweet, like very sweet. Can They're I help so you with thankful. anything? Like you're here, you, you paid to be at this event. <clears throat> like I want to serve you. I want to make sure everything's perfect. I want you to go home a raving fan. Yeah. I want nobody to say, oh, this was off or that was off because your name was on the show. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter all the people that are involved. If your name's on the headliner, you know, you're the one that's going to get the... Yeah, I'll get If the, there's any crap. The with what we're doing or what we're doing with friends, we don't just want fans. We want raving fans. Raving right. fans. We want, them, we want to give 150%. Yeah. And you That's, try to do everything with excellence. And if, if you're not, whether it's bow hunting, being a mom, working at a garage, wh- whatever it is, if you're not doing it with excellent or to the best of your ability, why are you doing it? Right. Mm-hmm. We're not just and going for a through purpose. the motions. And yeah. it's got to have a purpose. Like mm-hmm. you are talking before, everything has to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with the ministry part, so I've loved cooking for a long time. Obviously, we have four kids, so you got to learn how to cook in yeah. a big family. So it was kind of that way. But then as I got into it more, I really enjoyed it more. And I found like even with our church family and stuff, it would be like, well, come over to our house. You know, another family, we're doing okay. So it's come over to our house. We'll make lunch for you. We'll make supper for you. We'll go, we'll take your family fishing, come over for a fish fry. It was just, I don't know, when you have food on the table and you're feeding people, there's always, it's a different level connection. It is. Because now it's more intimate. It's like you're cooking something, you're serving something, Mm -hmm. they're interacting because it's, I mean, they're going to put it in their body. So they got to, you know, kind of like you or something a little bit, trust that you're not going to try to kill them. Yeah. Um, 
But I don't know. You know what stands out to me too is like that first meal at the Borek that you prepared. It's that, you know, we talk about as hunters, we're providers. So yeah. what stands out to me was the mule deer. Mm-hmm. You had the, the mm. dish of mule deer. <clears throat> bacon wraps. Yep. Bacon wraps. Yeah. So that was Julia. Right. Voluntarily giving her, her kill. Yeah. yeah. She's so, like, you got to bring this down. People. We got to cook this down there. Right. So we're talking about, hey, we're providers. And then you're providing meat that was actually killed mm-hmm. on a hunt. Yep. And that means so much more yep. Yep. to the people eating yep. it. Yeah. And it's like, you know. That's, that's this connection that we're forming, but it's like, I'm so, I don't know. I just yeah. can't even explain how the chili cheese dip today had Wayne's elk in it. Without you guys uh, here, it wouldn't have been the same. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have been the same. You would to eat bear from your, your, it would have been sticks. fine. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have been, and they may have been fans still, but as you said, they're raving, raving fans, fans because it was like. Food is such an important part of what we yeah. do. We have mm-hmm. to be fueled for yeah. these, you know, we put them through, ran them through the gauntlet, but it's just like, it's this fabric of like, it holds everything together. Mm-hmm. And so for you to prepare and you guys to come down here and do this, it's like, it made the biggest difference to me personally. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful. Thank you. It was you. our pleasure, our last, honor. Last week when we were in Salt Lake, we actually didn't have any work to do basically. So we're sitting one day beside this little lake, enjoying the water. It was hot. It was mm-hmm. killing us a hundred plus degrees. <laughs> we're not used to that. Yeah. So Jen's sitting on a lawn chair by the lake and she's like, wow, is this what it's like to be on vacation? <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Stops. At home, we stop and we go to bed. Yeah. When we stop, it's we're going to bed. And after about half an hour, I'm like, he says, what, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I'm starting to think about, you know, we're going to Oregon. I already had like menus prepared and all that stuff, but it just, it doesn't shut off until a certain time. So I was like, uh, this is weird. It's just weird to sit. That's what Trace, like after this weekend, it's been so busy, but like Trace knows that like I'm exhausted, right? I'm tired, but tomorrow, luckily I have a guest coming in, but normally it'd be like by noon tomorrow, I'll just be sitting there and she'll be like, what are you bored? <laughs> like, you went from being exhausted yeah. to in a half yeah, day yeah. you're bored. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm that's bored. Nice. Yeah. And it's like, that's exactly what it is. So it's like you get used to like running at this just, you know, level and full bore, ragged edge. And that's where, yeah, it's hard, but man, feels good too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, an ad- I don't know, maybe not adrenaline all the time, but it's like purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like next thing. And not like, oh, so goal it. Because somebody said, oh, you're so goal oriented. I'm like, it's not necessarily a goal. No. It's like the end, the, the purpose above it all, like why you're doing what you're doing, why you want to go, why, yeah. like what drives you. And I said this in my talk yesterday that a lot of people go through their life and they don't really know what their purpose is. Yeah. They're looking for it. They're like, yeah. how did you know that bow hunting was yeah. this thing you want? And so a lot of people don't really know what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So you, people might say, they might write it off as like, oh, you're too goal oriented. Yeah. But no, it's like, you're very clear on your purpose yeah. here and, and that your cooking can create these relationships and yeah. allows people to listen to you. And you can, yeah. you know, it's the fellowship piece, but it's, it's very clear that you love what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. any person who's been on this podcast and I've had from gold medalists to who, who know, you know, tons of different people, but they all are very clear on what they, why they're here. Yeah. yeah. And, and you guys are yeah. too. Yeah. And sure. that, I mean, that's what a lot of people miss that. And I think that it feel, we're pretty lucky that we know what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, sure. it, when I cook, I mean, I love it. I still love it. Julie loves the cleanup. So I'm blessed. I, I love that. I'm over the yeah. cleanup. But when I cook, it's like, 
oh, you could just do this or, you know, this mm-hmm. is easier or don't like he says sometimes don't push the button too far because, you know, you, I don't cook. I don't cook beef a lot. We mm-hmm. don't. It's 99. Like I said, mostly wild game. Mm-hmm. But I can cook brisket and I can do tomahawks. And I mean, it, meat is meat. Oh, the brisket yesterday. The guys from Texas are like, <laughs> that might be better than Texas yeah. pros that I cook so. brisket. Like God, it was the good. smoke ring on it was it so was, big. I mean, but it's, wow. it's, it's for a purpose. It's not just to say, well, here, I just went to the, you know, whatever. Lo- and I'm not knocking any local stores or yeah. other caterers. That's not my, my point or my deal. It's just like, yeah, you could go somewhere else and sure, they... It, it, it'll nourish their bodies. Yeah, it's not the same. But is it, the, does where it's coming from have a purpose for them? Right. A, a sandwich or a salad or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, they'll get some meaning out of it, but it's like pulling it out of a wrapper in a box. You can do that anywhere. Yeah. But if you're, if I'm around, and I, not to sound like a smartass, but if I'm around, you're not just going to eat a, you know, a burger from this corner store or something like right. that. That's that's not going to happen. Yeah, well. And, I- and if we cook, and like Julie's the same way if we're going to cook, it's got to taste good because mm-hmm. if we don't like it, I'm not going to serve it to you. Oh, I've, I've never had a bad meal. They, not even that. That's like sounding disrespectful. I've never had anything but an amazing meal. <laughs> that's you know, that's let, kind. <laughs> let, let alone from, I'm not even talking bad, but it's not even an, it's not even average. It's just like every time I'm eating something, I'm like, God dang. These some guys, guys this weekend looked at me and they, and they ate some of Jen's food and they're like, I can't believe you don't weigh 400 pounds, dude. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's because we don't, I mean, unless we have clients, we're not going crazy. Yeah, that, that's crazy When we have somebody to cook for, yeah. then it's, it's all fine. out. You want to cook, mm-hmm. you want to bless them, you want to take care of them. That's the nature, right? Yeah. yeah. When After it's just us. After leave on Saturday, I'm eating leftovers. Yeah. Saturday, right. so I, love I understand that. So it's like, what are we going to have for, for supper? And I'm like, I'm not cooking. Julie's like, I'm not freaking cooking. <laughs> we look at each other. I'm like, peanut butter toast? Yeah. Peanut yeah. butter toast. Yeah. No, I, I get that too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I thank you guys for, you know, I wanted to sit down and talk to you guys about your operation and about just our relationship and just what bear hunting and what well, what it means to be, you know, do what we do. And it's, uh, it's crazy. We've known you for 10 years. No, it's Time been flown by. it's been great, but uh, it's like your your friendship and um, what you guys mean to me is um, I can't put it into words. But I love you guys. Thank you for sitting down and talking. Thank you for all you did this weekend. I'm I'm indebted. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. We love it. You're not indebted. That's just no. that's what family does. You you know. You want to make it better. You yeah. want to spend time together. And I mean, when you asked if we, if we wanted to come, we're like, hell yeah. <laughs> what do you do? It doesn't matter what we're doing that week. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're coming. Oh, Because we haven't been able to be down here for years, too. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go. And Joey's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe I'll stay home. I'm like, no, you're coming. Yeah. You're coming. <laughs> I need I need you. Cam said you have to come and help. <laughs> it, could, it couldn't have went any better. I mean, it couldn't have. I mean, I, no, everybody with all of the food, with everything, like you were saying a while ago with the mm-hmm. event, all positive yeah. like guys blown away and i mean that workout they got <laughs> their intense. asses sorry yeah. beat like that was intense yeah i so mean nice to have wayne's farm to do it at though it yeah. is nice place oh, what a setup. so set up yeah. perfectly and i feel like and wayne also works his ass off yes. and he loved it <clears throat> yeah he yeah. loved he it he loved it he it ran was, the 10k today too yeah yeah he did i know it was cool to see so kind of a bigger version of it but like say a bear camp when you have, you know, multiple guys coming in from different areas of life, never met Joe to Adam, they've never met each other. And then by, you know, day two, they're chit chat or day one, day mm-hmm. two. And then by day three, it's like, they've all got each other's information. They're talking about stuff. They're making hunts, yeah. planning to make hunts together. I seen that like in the room, people at first were, some were a little bit more shy, you know, sitting back a little bit at the tables while they're eating. 
And like as the, just even the second meal, Mm -hmm. it was like, you could see all people mingling and talking to each other, getting each other's numbers. Like it's like this, Mm -hmm. it's that unit, that family. And I really think hunting, if people look at it the right way, it's a family. Cause you can go anywhere in the world and you talk hunting to a hunting environment of people. And it's like right away, there's a connection. Yeah. And I was thinking about, as you were saying that, I was thinking how much different that is. Cause people, guys do the same thing, like in a bar. Right. Yeah. They, they might sit there and chit chat. Nobody's exchanging numbers. No. Yeah. Because it's not built on something yeah. meaningful. Yeah. It's built on drinking alcohol, watching yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's not meaningful. Yeah. What we're doing and you're in your camp in your house at the at you know, bear hunting, it's meaningful and that's mm-hmm. where those connections yeah. are made and, yeah. and you know, it's we a bond a, then. A group yeah. of four individual hunters this spring that came from all different states and they hunted together and they became close friends. Now they're talking to each other daily. Like mm-hmm. They're booking, a, all of them are coming the same week next year because yeah. they want to hunt together and yeah, talking awesome. about doing different hunts. And <laughs> Remember on one of Joe's hunts with us? When yeah. It was, all, it was all single people from different places, eight of us or something. Mm-hmm. And Joe was like, so are you guys here together? Like, are you guys friends from, because he thought they must have known each other before because right. they're all so friendly to each other. And he thought there was a bunch of buddies that came hunting together. No, they were all individual hunters that just met there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's built on something yeah. like that camaraderie like, can. Yeah, yeah, that, it's cool. So it's a very unique environment. We're blessed to have it. Nothing like hunting camp. Yeah. yeah, and to have people like you coming in, it's 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 really sweet. I mean, we look forward to it. In the years during COVID, when we couldn't have anybody, oh, and we're sucked. like, it was like sitting there not feeling empty. But I was like, yeah. I was I just, missing something. I need to go. I need to go. And John's like, you need to, we can't go. And I'm like, no, we need to go. So when it was time to come down into the States, like mm-hmm. in January, when we usually do, I was like, we got to go to the States. Mm-hmm. We got to see some people. We got to do yeah. some stuff. Cause I'm, I live in a bubble. Yeah. That's my saying out mm-hmm. there. It is. It's a beautiful bubble. I absolutely love it. But that's for a season. Yeah. I understand. And then when that season is done, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you enjoy a little bit of time, family, whatever. And then it's like, okay, on to the next season. It's like, let's go to the States. Let's do some events. Let's feed some people. Let's Jen's take birthday care of birthday in February is always during Winter Strong. Yeah. So at Bird Soren's Farm, we have a big event there. And this year was pretty cool. Birthday party for Jen there with about 300 people. It's pretty cool. And February is a good time to be out of Northern Alberta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the minus 40s. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I mean, I've, this has been a big, great discussion. I'm, you know, very grateful for everything that you guys have enhanced my life with from friendship to everything else. Thank you. Oh man, that should be saying from us too. I mean, it's the same, same thing. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Well, we're going to keep it going. We're going to yeah. keep killing big bear. And You're going to keep ma- hunting bears till you die. Making great memories. And yeah. hopefully we keep doing events like this and you guys are part of sweet. it. I, I'm planning on it. I'm great. like, I'm already talking. <laughs> Let's make a vision, right? So you can succeed to it. I know. We, we, we did it. This, this one, you know, you never know how it's going to turn on, but yeah. this one, man, if we could replicate this, yeah. Yeah. I think we're onto something. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, Good thank stuff. you guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks Keep for hammering. having us. This was epic. We were like so excited <laughs> to come down and finally see you guys down here. Yeah. Love you guys. Thanks. Love you too. All right. Hoyt Archery has been my bow hunting sponsor since 2005. And personally, I really don't care what bow you shoot, what brand it is. I just hope that you have the same level of confidence in your equipment as I have in mine. Because I know if I get one opportunity with my Hoyt, it's going to pay off. It's time to gear up for summer at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Time for trips to the lake, stories around the campfire, and memories with friends and family. Shop Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's for everything you need to enjoy your summer.
save on top brands like Ascend Clothing and Camping Gear, and Johnny Morris Rods and Reels. And don't forget great products like Cabela's Polar Cap Coolers and Pro Series Grills. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, your adventure starts here. Shop in-store or online.